Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. And we are here today to discuss... The 1995 road trip classic, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. 1995. So long ago. So long ago. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Great movie. I loved it when I was a kid. I'm a huge fan of it. And uh, again, like always, we want to tell everybody... Before we get into it, make sure that you stop listening right now. If you've never seen the movie, go listen to it and then come back and join us for the conversation. Okay, you're back. Thanks so Hope much. Hope you for, enjoyed the yeah. movie. It's the greatest of all time. It's a good movie. <laughs> um, some of it doesn't hold up, but we'll get into that. I want to <laughs> talk about that with our guest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have with us today in the studio, and by in the studio, of course, I mean in my dining room in Hastings. <laughs> Uh, we have Kalamazoo area comedian Jared Hibbs is with us, everybody. Hi, how are you? Yay! Jared Hibbs. Welcome, Jared. Hi, guys. Thanks. Hey, uh, Jared, <laughs> it's fun because you have been uh, a listener of ours, too. Not only... Loyal fan. Yeah, you've been uh, supporting the podcast, so I appreciate that yeah, very since, much. Since since it came out, guys, I really enjoyed it. It's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. So you've made it through all of the stupid uh, Groundhog Day episodes? Yeah, I was looking forward to it going a little bit longer, but yeah. I, I understand why it didn't. Yeah, so was I. Yeah, no. Um, I don't I know. Not. We've never really talked in, you know, spoken in depth about that on the podcast, I guess, is that the point was uh, to go through as many episodes with Groundhog Day as possible, uh, just as a stupid joke. Uh, that was got, Matt's idea. Yeah, it was totally my idea. I brought it up <laughs> and I've been wanting to do it forever. And I thought, you know, what funnier way to start a podcast about movies than to do Groundhog Day and just do it over and over and over well, again. Well, like when you posted that first episode and it was Groundhog Day, I knew what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you were like, don't ruin it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, but it's a hell of an idea. I like it a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just grew to hate the movie over time. Mm-hmm. We ma- we actually recorded uh, five episodes. We only were able to release four of those five. Yeah. Uh, one of them well, died. Well, technically we recorded five and a half. Yeah. We recorded Joe twice. Joe had to come back. Yeah. Well, we we used the first half, though, so we were able to yeah. piece it together. Uh, his was half one day, and then like two <laughs> weeks later, we got the other half done. Because so. it was Joe, Jason, or Jason, Joe, and then Stu. Stu yep. had never seen the movie before, yeah. which was exciting. And he was the first one that hated it, which was great, because yeah. by then we did, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 because it was the third one, and I was like, I, I understand where you're coming from, Stu. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Mike and Garrett uh, were the oh, last yeah, ones, yeah, yeah, and... Uh, we had Victoria Mansberger do an episode, like I said, but it, it was lost to time. So yeah. uh, once we blow up and get super famous and get a huge following, maybe we'll start up a, a Patreon account and we can throw in some lost episodes. There. <laughs> we can nice. Pull some clips from it. Maybe there'll be something worth listening to. But instead of talking about stuff we did back in the day, let's talk about let's something we watched. Let's look to the future. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talk about something we watched back in the day. Back you know? in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Boy. Uh, 1995. Right? Um, millions of times. Yes, so many times. Like, I didn't even have to... I did watch it for this podcast. Yeah. But I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, right. I literally like could close my eyes and see this entire movie. Yeah, yeah. there's a few of those for me that I, I wouldn't even need to watch it. Yeah. I could just sit back and think the movie through, and I would uh-huh. enjoy it just as much as watching it. Uh, Jared, how long had it been uh, before uh, since you watched this movie before we made you watch it for this podcast? I am not sure... Um, 
at least probably a decade, maybe, unless mm-hmm. I caught it on cable some night. Sure. But like, I don't think I own this movie because I watched it so much. I yes. didn't need to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Like, it, there was no point in watching it. Yeah, it gets to be a little oversaturated in mm-hmm. the brain. It's like, but for me, obviously, it resonated for me because um, some of you may not have seen me. But if you look at the, <laughs> if you go to our Podbean account and look up our podcast, you can see a photo or I think it's on the Facebook page, too. Uh, I'm a fat kid. I was always a fat kid. And Tommy Boy resonated with me uh, as like a, a fat guy who was funny and also successfully got himself into Hollywood. So. <laughs> It was a big deal for me to see that happening. But when you say Tommy Boy, do you mean Chris Farley? I well, kind of, and we can get into that a little bit later too. But as far as Chris Farley, the person, well, you said get into Hollywood, and obviously, well, Tommy didn't get into Hollywood, but no, he uh, sold a half a million brake pads. No, I like it's true, (laughs) a half a million brake pads. Um, No, because like when when this movie came out, and I imagine when you saw it, um, like it was. A pivotal point in your adolescence. Yeah, how how old were you in 95? 95. Well, when this came out in March of 95, so I'd have been 13 going on 14. But I didn't see it in theater. I saw it on VHS. And I'm not sure if I saw it that summer because I looked it up and the VHS didn't come out until 1996 is what it says. Okay. Okay. That makes sense because back then it used to take a year for a movie to come out. It would run through theaters and go through all the Yeah, millennials, in case you didn't know that, we had to wait a year. And then it would show up at the old Blockbuster (laughs) and go in and... So I have a whole story about being introduced to this movie. Well, it would have it would have the life cycle of rentals first too before you could purchase it. Like you yeah. weren't you weren't able to go and buy a movie directly. <laughs> it would go out to like your blockbusters and video hits and all those other so places. So how, how long would that take from the theatrical? It didn't take I a assume, whole year for that. I assume it? that's part of the year. Mm, yeah. Like it would go from like theatrical release through the rental phase and then it would get released <laughs> to public for you to buy for Christmas for your fat kid. Yeah. Which is what happened to me. Yeah. Well, what, so what is your story? Your- well, when, uh, what happened was it was just one of those summers and, you know, you have your, your cousins come stay with you or whatever. And you have like that one cousin's like that's kind of like your best friend cousin uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about. That was my cousin Jeff. And he was over one weekend and we went to the video store and he's like, oh, hey, let's rent this movie. This movie's really funny. Um, on the way back from the video store, we were joking around in the van with my mom and dad and my brother. And we were sitting on this bench seat and we were all cracking up about something. And then like the, one of those laughs where you put your hands up and then you put your hands back on your knees because uh-huh. you're laughing so hard. But then like my brother, as he's putting his hands down, he put his hand on my cousin's knee. <laughs> and we all just kind of looked for a second and then just lost it. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, that whole memory is burnt into this movie sure. for me. So, that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was. It was a pretty there fun was an experience. accidental incestual moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got that cousin. Yeah, your favorite cousin, the one you like to touch a little. Jesus. <laughs> no, that was that was back when we were talking about Stand by Me with the guys that were all young in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. the Me Too moment. <laughs> yeah, a little Feldman happened in the back of that van. Um, how about you, Mandy? Do you remember? Oh being my gosh! First exposed to this film. Um, definitely, it was like a rental type situation. Um, I think I might have recorded it off of TV. Yeah, mine was definitely late to the party. I was like a Cinemax sort of yeah. taped on, you know, those black cassette tapes with the yeah. white label that mm-hmm. we wrote it on. Exactly. Well, like, that's, it wasn't really ever a movie that you'd be taken to the theater for, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, by we that point, young. yeah, I, it would have gone past me. Sure. I would have had to catch up to it later, which is what I did when I found it on but uh, I, I definitely yeah. had it because I watched it a million and one times. Yeah, yeah. 
and my parents hated it. They thought it was so stupid. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just, I mean, I saw it so much and we quoted it so much as kids. Yeah. Everyone quoted it. And it's for me, it's like reverse. Uh, like I got this movie first and then I realized what Chris Farley was and went backwards into like the, Saturday Night Live stuff, stuff, and then of course his other movies to come out since. Like, like you had seen him in Saturday Night Live because you you watched it, but you didn't quite catch who he was. Sure. And then you saw this, and you're like, oh, now it's all coming together. Right. Yeah. And it was back. See, for me, it was the I'm actually the opposite where it it came. I'd never watched Saturday Night Live. I was never up late enough, or my parents didn't allow because we were younger. Yeah. This came out when we were twelve. Twelve. Yeah. And um. So I caught it in reverse. I, I the movie loved it, found out who he was, and then of course tried to consume as much of his yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. as possible. Uh, it, even as much as like finding people who had like audio recorded it and <laughs> listening to like his bits from Saturday Night Live just on audio tape, oh, like wow. cassette tapes and stuff. Uh, yeah, we were. That's we a were lot done. of love. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it wasn't. It was just other people were like, "Hey, look at this cool thing I found" or whatever, and it was yeah. So yeah, I have to say. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Well, you love... listen to movies now like you don't no, watch. Right. But I'm talking Chris Farley. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. No. See, and for me, it's a lot of um, like he did good for people like for fat kids. I think he was a role model kind of in the sense as long as you didn't look too deep into him. Yeah. Um, But then after a while, it just became too much of like the. It was like this this movie in particular, Tommy Boy is filled with like crazy fat shaming and stuff. Yep. But as a child, you look at it and go, this is so funny and goofy. Yeah. But looking at it now, I'm like, oh, man, that's that's sad for him. Well, he's like, a super likable character, for one thing, if yeah. you want to delve into it. All. Like sure. he you just love him. He's well, so positive. Yeah, let's yeah, open up. Let's open it up with just first of all, I, I recorded the uh, just little snips here and I got the score for the movie. OK. Uh, which was great to yeah. me. Like this was it really drives the film. And it's not like your average, which this wasn't technically a Saturday Night Live spinoff movie, like was right. going on it at the time. Right, character base or nothing. Right. Although um, it was, excuse me, produced by Lauren Michaels. Right, yeah, but it's not your traditional character spin and then kind of a push through. So it had a legit soundtrack to me. Like, this was really cool. This, of course, is the opening on the Callahan house. And we get to hear, the only time we get to hear Tommy's... <laughs> oh no, I clipped it after. By we, David Newman. We, uh, Tommy, come on, you're going to miss the bus. Yeah, we missed Tommy's mom there. But this part, the the like something's happening and the move along. The jaunty stuff. Yeah, the road trippy sort of music. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, For the record, David Newman did DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp, which is one of my favorite movies of no all way. time. Swear that. to God. Is that all he's done? Oh no, he's done. Um, he did Bill and Ted's. <laughs> nice. Uh, he did Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, I'm running through here. Uh, I don't know any of these. Mighty Ducks. Oh, that's Mighty Duck-ish. I could kind yeah, of, you know. Sure. Coneheads, obviously. Sandlot. Nice. Um, Undercover Blues. The Air up there. Oh, My Father the Hero. That's a total chick flick. Have you never seen the air up there? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. With uh, Kevin Bacon, Kevin right? Bacon, yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, that's enough wiki for now. Sorry. <laughs> Matilda. This was a total Matilda sound. Matilda-esque. Yeah. Yeah. You think he's got a vibe um, to him? Yeah, which, by the way, for all those that are listening, I I totally resemble Mrs. Trunchbull. Um, you're welcome for that image. Yeah, now you can put a uh, face to this I have her, her hair and her face minus maybe one wart. Okay. All right. Good good call. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, breathe it in, everyone. Um, 
So, okay, let's talk about the movie. Okay. Uh, it was so, directed by Peter Siegel. Sure. Okay. Uh, he directed The Longest Yard, Fifty First Dates, Anger Management. He was a huge, like, Adam Sandler okay. person. He did Coneheads, um, and uh, it was produced Which by... Which Farley him. was in Coneheads. Had yes. A short yes. bit and, as the police officer or No, Farley or? was the boyfriend. Oh, that's the I was thinking boyfriend. of uh, the officer yeah. from... He played a police officer in <sighs> Wayne's World? Villain yeah. Ta- or no, no. Um, in Wayne's World 2. Airheads? He in Airheads? No, maybe he was a cop in Airheads. Yes, yeah. In Wayne's World, he was the guy with the long hair yeah. that sucked at being a roadie. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Um, what else uh, was this? Your first? Well, you said you you caught him on Saturday Night Live and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so um, was this your first like delve into Chris Farley as far as like you got to see him as a real legitimate actor and not just a sketch guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like actually, like. Oh, Chris Farley. Yeah, I recognize him. And then just going headlong into it. Because like you said, like growing up being a funny fat kid Mm -hmm. and like, you know, being a preteen, teenager, whatever, like seeing him and like getting a little bit better of an understanding about how to maybe like be kind of like a funny fat guy, you know, be a little bit more outgoing than being introverted because you're so self-conscious about yourself, you know, which he was too. Like he hated it. He yeah. hated being a fat guy. He hated the fact that his dad got made fun of for being a fat man. And but once he got to be the funny fat guy, he didn't know anything else. And he was like afraid of losing that. Well, shit. Do you, do you do that? Do you know how to do that? Did you ever like learn how like, hey, this is my front. I'm going to be funny because I'm uncomfortable sure. with myself. Oh, yeah. You hide behind the yeah. goofy. Yeah. Which, of course, yeah, I've always said that all fat people are either jolly or assholes. They're, yeah. Like, there is something like especially comedians. Like if you can. If you can kind of make people laugh, mm-hmm. like you can kind of get over that like fatness. Like, sure, yeah, you can coast by. Same and, as if you're an asshole. If you're a yeah. skinny asshole, but you're funny, you kind of yeah. still got that going for you. Right. Comedy is the venue for uh, mm-hmm. ugly, ugly people and, and fat people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely brings all of us nerds together. That's why when you see a real pretty person that's doing comedy, you think there's got to be something wrong with them mm-hmm. somewhere down deep inside. Or at least yeah. you What's really hope deal? there is. Yeah. But like... Like, you don't want to be an angry fat person. Like, right. that's why I never get upset about food. <laughs> like, when we go out to eat, like, nope, I'll just deal with it because I'm not trying to cause nothing. You don't want to be that guy? No, of course the fat fucker's <laughs> upset about something he's eating. Jeez. Well, right. I, I generally think that fat women are the ones that bitch about how things taste. I don't think men do. But right. they're always like, there's not enough flavor. And I'm like, really? Like well, it's not, you don't look like you've been that picky your whole yeah, life. Right. Not necessarily a flavor thing, but like, hey, something is wrong with my order, or I did not get the right thing that right. I ordered. Yeah. Right. I'm just gonna eat it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. Right. I don't want to make waves or make the person feel bad. Right. So this movie is centered around a small town, uh, Sandusky, Ohio. Sand well, small neighborhood I, I don't know yeah uh this um it's 300 employees at the mm-hmm. uh, plant the callahan callahan auto parts yeah uh, they do everything they make mufflers and other shit because you see it at one point they're on the screen in michelle's office and there's orders for several different things but mm-hmm. uh they're branching out into brake pads and tommy uh tommy boy the protagonist i guess mm-hmm. sure uh mm, yeah main character yeah the yeah, protagonist yeah. is probably beverly and Oh sure, is that the is that a bad guy? Is that yeah. what that means? I don't know. I think so. Antagonist. 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 Yeah. Okay, never mind. My bad. Uh, so Farley, <laughs> get the uh, nomenclature right if you're <laughs> going to talk on a microphone. Right. My mm-hmm. bad. Um, yeah. So he's uh, he comes home from college finally uh, to help with the family business. Um, 
But before we get there, uh, he has to get out of college. <laughs> He's been there for seven years. Yep. Uh, and then we get this. Apparently, they give a lot fewer D pluses than D minuses. <laughs> it's not a grade they like to give out. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. <laughs> See, that hit home for me because on a lot of occasions, I was proud of a D plus. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, when I was watching it, because I, I made some notes for this, but mm-hmm. uh, while I was watching it, I noticed that on the uh, exam, it was History 201. Yeah. And he's taking History 201, his seventh year into college, <laughs> in order to graduate. Okay. So he's taking History 201, seventh year into college, and the first question, the answer, is the first name of one of the founders of right. the right. country. Like, so stupid. Yeah. Like. Like, if that's college, sign me up, man. I yeah. got this under control. Well, it's college 201 because you're only a sophomore or a freshman. I don't understand possibly. how the 01s work. It would be four. It would be 401 if it was your senior year, usually. Oh, well, you know. Like was, one, two, three, four. He was running behind. <laughs> uh, we had the great montage of him meeting uh, Richard as a kid uh, when they first mm-hmm. break into the film. Late he, again. Yeah. Shut up, Richard. We get that right yep. off the bat. It's basically a montage of Farley's uh, catchphrases <laughs> in the movie, just as... A child. Yep, and actually, yeah, and Chris Farley, the shni- holy shnikes mm-hmm. and son of a, he wasn't allowed to swear as oh, a kid. Okay. So he made those things up and that translated into the film. Those so. were actually his little... He did, he brought those to the film. Yep. Yeah. I also heard that this movie wasn't fully written uh, when they started it. Yeah, I read that today. Uh, yeah, it, was, it only had 60 pages written yeah. when they got going. Um, and it was totally, it was a totally different movie to start with. It mm-hmm. had a couple of alternate, uh, titles initially. It did. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Road, which I don't, didn't think was horrible. Yeah. Um, hang on once. Um, Billy the Third, which is horrible. A Billy, Midwestern. Yeah, Billy the Third, a Midwestern. I feel like Rocky Road should have had ice cream involved though. Right. Yeah. Well, There's and no then ice cream scene. <laughs> Fat Chance XL. God, that's so stupid. That's rude. Um, yeah. And Rocky Road, I think that that's why, cause he's. It was like a uh, they were on the road and he was fat, so like ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were on the road. So. Well, they fully wrote uh, Billy the Third, like that was like a full script. Yeah, and they were going to use that, but Billy Madison was coming out the same year, um. and they uh, Lauren Michaels put the old kibosh on. Yes. On it, Billy the Third, which is great because it's an awful title for a movie. Yes. And actually, in the original script, um, which Rob Lowe was going to be Richard's character, yeah. and they were brothers. Yep. And so then they kind of brought David Spade on, changed it so that David Spade was like the business part of it. Rob Lowe was the brother that was like... You know, goofy. The bad guy. Well, I mean, he he was accident prone. Yeah, like oh, they were so supposed it wasn't to be written the same way. It, okay, right. So um, they kept the accident prone thing, kind of. Well, no, they kind of brought that in later because Rob Lowe was supposed to play like Richard, who was the brother that like ran the business and was super serious. Sure. And then they made Richard not the brother, and then made Rob Lowe like this weird like character. Like he wasn't even. I don't even know his character. Well, so it's weird. like they they got him to commit to doing this movie to so they it. had to keep him like they had to figure out some way to write him in yes. and keep him around but he is uncredited in this movie yeah. i don't know if well, they, knew that and they did that on purpose because they wanted it to be uh like they wanted it to be a surprise for everybody watching and they also didn't want to have to name names i'm assuming in the credits Mm-mm. either that wasn't it he was contractually bound for another show that he wasn't allowed oh, to, put to his not name. do mm-hmm. oh weird all right the well, stand yeah Huh. So um, there was one other person, too. I can't think of it off the top of my head. That's uncredited? Yes. Okay. But, like, it's his second Saturday Night Live movie that he's a bad guy in. Yeah. That's yeah, it's crazy. very similar. Well, which he wasn't supposed to be. He was supposed to be, like, like there's a like, the straight guy to Chris Farley. He was, a ba- he was a good bad guy in Wayne's World. Let's just make him a bad guy again. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. So we uh, let's meet Richard first of all. We got uh, David Spade David shows Spade. up uh, when he gets off the airplane uh, to go meet his dad after he graduates college. Richard Hayden, Tommy. <laughs> so where's my dad? I thought he was going to meet me at the airport. He was at the airport this morning, but you weren't on the plane. He said he had a surprise for me. Maybe I guess you should have called. I, I love this line. This is the greatest. When, using the phone <laughs> earlier. When was that? I or say this. Later. When mm-hmm. then I uh, le- left a message. At least a once message. a month. What number did you call? Two, four, <laughs> yeah. five, Niner. Five, six, yep. seven. All of it. I can't hear you. You're Earlier or later I when. Were well, you calling from a walkie-talkie? <laughs> that too. It's cordless. <laughs> you know what? Don't. Not here. Not now. Nice. So that's Richard. Uh, he has become, they were obviously both went to school together. They grew up together in that same town, and he's kind of become Big Tom's right-hand man, mm-hmm. uh, takes care of the business side of things. Of course, he will retire to the nerdery with his calculator <laughs> and come um, up with something. The two other uncredited actors were both of Chris Farley's brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's sitting at the table with yes, him during, during the, the wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah. he has two, uh, Roy and Ga- uh, Kevin. No, oh, okay. I'm sorry, John and Kevin. Roy was the name of John's character. They named him And then for no Kevin's <laughs> character name was Guy at Dad's Party. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, Kevin and John are the middle and youngest brothers. What's your take on uh, Spade? What do you mean? Just in general? Like, kind of. Like then and then now. And, and Oh, I really enjoyed like their whole dynamic together. Mm-hmm. Both of them, like, because they were writing partners and all that. So that's already built into this movie. That was like the main the main thing. Yeah, they were friends going into this movie, mm-hmm. so that came through. But they were they were so much friends that they were like brothers and I've heard I read that there was a lot of fighting mm-hmm. on set between those two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they would quarrel over in fact they they would uh fight over Rob Lowe. Yes. Yeah, cuz like, they would be friends with him and stuff outside mm-hmm. of the shooting. Yeah, and I heard that Farley also <clears throat> like would acclimate himself to any like rich like hollywood elite that he would hang around with so he would take on traits from those people really? and i guess he hung around with rob lowe a few nights out and uh ended up like slicking back his hair and trying to be like a cool version of himself yeah and it stuck with him for a long time after that like he, yeah that's creepy he thought that he was being like extra cool <laughs> and hanging out with rob lowe but they would fight over who got to spend time with him and, and at one point farley got sick and had to go back to his hotel room and Spade went out with Rob Lowe and had like fun out on the town. Yeah. And the next day he kept saying like he would he keep being like overly mean to David Spade and just asking him how spending time with Rob yeah. Lowe was the whole night. How was Rob? Yeah. 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 And um, at one point Farley stomped on David Spade's hand. Yeah. And then David Spade left for the day. I mean, that's a big ass guy to be stomping yeah, on your fingers. What a bitch. But yeah. So that's totally weird. Um. Later on, we'll have the clip, but uh, everybody knows the, you know, the fat guy in a little coat. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And this is a quote from David Spade. We shared an office. Uh, he would come He would get come in bored and he would say, Davey, turn around. And I said, if this is fat guy in a little coat, I'm not turning around. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> and he would say, no, I've got a whole new thing I'm doing. And then I'd turn around and it would be him in my Levi jacket. And he would say fat guy in a little coat don't give up on it (laughs) that's hilarious it came around yeah he used it in this movie although um i also heard that the version that he does in this movie where he sings it wasn't what he normally does he normally just says it but in one of the takes um they didn't use in the film they just continued shooting 
and uh, somebody overheard him singing it because he was bored. <laughs> yeah. Like they had done multiple takes of that scene and he was so bored that he just started singing it just to make it more fun. Guy and they ended up liking it so much that they went back and reshot it with him singing it. So <laughs> oh, nice. That's how it made it in the movie. I kind of love that. Yeah, it's a big part of the movie for me. But also a big part of the movie for me. And again, this is another one of those throwaway scenes that like people will easily forget. But I love this so much. Oh, that sounds good. Melted chocolate besides the dags. That really ups the resale value. I think you're going to be okay here. They have a thin candy shell. Especially hmm. <laughs> I think your brain is a thick candy shell. <laughs> your, your brain has the shell on it. Yeah, I love it. Are you talking? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> So when he does the retort every time of like the yours is the one with the thing, whatever yeah. it is, whatever it happens to be, I do that constantly. Mm-hmm. That was definitely shaped from yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll even say yours, your brain has a thin candy shell mm-hmm. or out, completely out of context. It doesn't have to be anything that makes sense. Um, but that's all part of this movie. A lot of you'll find a lot of the things that I just say in my regular life are directly re- like from they're pulled directly from this movie. <laughs> no, I got a, I got a couple of those from this one, too. Yeah, we, we haven't got to them yet. Yeah, it's a real, real problem for a lot of people. <laughs> but, like, but like when so the whole uh, college scene. So like the beginning when he's running from his treehouse to catch the bus and then they do redo it for when he's late for class uh-huh. at school. Runs into the fence. And then he's running and then those hot chicks are walking by <laughs> yeah. and then he slows up and, hi, how are you? Hi, hi, how are you? <laughs> like, that's kind of how I greet my daughter now. Yeah. <laughs> Walk into the room. Hi, how are you? Because she'll look up at me. Hey, how are you? Nice. Nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when he's running past that dude. Uh, and he like cowers yes. and crouches down in the dude. That's one of my favorite parts of this movie for some like, and why did they put that in there? That was just great. Yeah. There are a bunch of scenes like that that don't necessarily push the story. Right. But for a kid watching this movie, <laughs> they're a huge part of the movie for me. But I could see as an adult being like, let's just get rid of that because yeah. it was really unnecessary, you know? That, like, as an adult, I pretty much feel like all of the Chris Farley parts, we could do that with. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sad to look back at it now and be like, I don't know. If, mm. if I had seen this movie just now for the first time, <laughs> I don't think it would hit home as much as it did. No. It wouldn't have done what it did for me as a kid. I only, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge Chris Farley fan, but I that's, love David Spade. I am not a huge fan. of. That's why I was saying I wanted to be tommy callahan like this guy is great but chris farley outside of this movie never really hit home yeah. for me mm-hmm. he was a real weird guy just a fireball of nonsense outside of like during his snl days or just even out in public and then the subsequent movies that followed were like black sheep and beverly hills ninja mm-hmm. and those black, black sheep was good beverly like hills black ninja sheep. was yeah hard to watch yeah mm-hmm. see for me beverly hills ninja or i mean uh black sheep he was just a dumb it was the idiot. same like i feel like it was the same character yeah it was pretty much the same dynamic and i was, mean even like the end with the news crew and stuff <laughs> yeah. like it basically is like the same story yeah but at the time i was exposed to this movie i needed him to be that person and it was the greatest moment of my life like yes i uh i guess we're gonna jump ahead to chris farley's dead now R.I.P. Pouring out for uh, for Chris. But um, I like I cried when I found out he died. Like I wanted Aww. to meet him. And I remember getting off the school bus and finding uh, my other like chubby friend. who We both yeah. like bonded over the fact that there was this famous fat guy that was funny and awesome. Uh, and we were like devastated. Like yeah. we couldn't believe it because my goal was like to grow up and meet this guy. And like uh, 
no, be him. Kurt Loder told me at the in the middle of the night right yep. after I had yeah. yeah, yeah, and it and it was really sad too because I had just watched the episode of Road Rules where they went and like interned for him mm-hmm. while he was shooting Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, and you could just tell how how bad off bad he, he was. was. He was getting well, rough. He was completely sober in this well, movie. during this movie. Yeah, during this movie. Yeah. Um, I heard that he went to rehab through rehab programs something like 17 different times. Wow. They were trying to clean him up yeah. because Lauren Michaels didn't want another Belushi on his hands. Right. Like I think he feels responsible for that happening in the first mm-hmm. place and could see it happening with Chris. Um, I think the like the only good that came from him dying is that Shrek would have been horrible. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Shrek would have been so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they shot a lot of that. Or like they, they recorded a lot of the dialogue. Yeah. Had it almost finished up and then he beefed it. So now we have mm. uh Yeah, that's my that's my hard take on Chris Farley. Chris Farley's well, like plus also too, like had That's your silver lining. Had he not OD'd and passed away like he did and stuck around, like what would have what would have happened? Like he would have would he have gotten into better movies? Would he have? He would have lost weight. I feel like he would have done like some sort of fitness craze and lost. I guess weight. his got, dad gas- was like six hundred pounds, though. Like his dad was a huge guy. Like eventually, he would have got gastric bypass. He would have been one of the first ones, and then he'd have like that little body and the big he'd, ass head, like Al Roker type shit. <laughs> he'd Jonah Hill it. Yeah. Everybody'd be like, I don't know about yes, this kid anymore. I was thinking Jonah Hill when I thought that. Yeah. Like he, I just feel like he would have. But I feel like the the fatness is like his funny, and like the fat is his funny. Right. He's like the like whole- when he dances next to you know Patrick Swayze. Right. R.I.P. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like the Chippendale thing. Like, I don't know. It's it was like Samson thing. with his hair, you know. Yeah. But I feel like he's, you know, and not to talk ill of the dead. He's just so overrated. Like David Spade, yeah. to me, has every good line in this movie almost. OK. I mean, I think they're necessary. I think you can't have one without the other in this particular mm. instance. But I'm not a huge fan of David Spade outside of this movie either. Really? Yeah. Um, I love Dickie Roberts. I think he turned for me. He turned like sad and bitter and angry about the whole thing because yeah. like, it was his meal ticket. Like yeah. he was riding that train out with with Chris. I feel like he was funnier, though, when he did the news on SNL. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and again, cool. I wasn't, I mean, I never really watched Saturday Night Live when I was that young, so I didn't really know. But all right, let's meet uh, Brian Dennehy, plays Big Tom yes. Callahan. Yes. Let's meet Big Tom. Don't tell me the bank thinks we need to wait it out. Any business that tries to wait it out will be just that. I do think he's good looking for an older man. Brian Dennehy? I never thought that until I watched it this time. Fucking love Brian Dennehy. I liked him in this movie. I was like, this guy needs to be my dad. Like, he's the greatest of all time. I love the setup on this this shot. Yeah. The, the pictures and then the open half door with Tommy in the scene. <laughs> you can just see why Tommy is so positive. Yeah. Because his dad is just such a likable character. Sure. But you can tell Which he's got a lot. Which makes it so sad when he kicks the bucket. Right, yeah. Which, But you can tell he's got a lot to live up to, too. This guy was clearly loved by everyone, yeah. and he was had these big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. And so it was going to be very intimidating for him to... Oh, yeah. To me, oh, that's the end there when he says the um, I'm I'm okay. I just uh, had a kidney removed, but I uh-huh. still have the other one. Yeah, such yeah. a weird line. <laughs> yeah, I love so it. unnecessary. I love both of those guys. I do love it because that's just like random work talk. Yeah, like you always have that weird person at work that just gives you like way too much information, uh, and you just can't get them to stop. Yeah, yeah. or like that pessimist, you know, like. Well, Mr. Like, Riley's got all sorts of great little yeah. quips. In this yeah, one. yeah, both of them do. I mean, all of those guys. The um. 
they use the guy from the bank a lot, Mr. Mm-hmm. Gilmore. And then when they're at that board meeting, which that's coming up here in a minute, but uh, it, that is by far my favorite point in this film. And it has nothing to do with Chris Farley or uh, <laughs> David Spade. And on, honestly, it's more <laughs> it's more of Rob Lowe's reaction to it than anything for me. But Rob, are you talking about the board meeting before Rob Lowe comes along? With the old lady and her husband? Oh, no. Yeah, it's not Rob Lowe that says that, is it? Uh-uh. No, that's, he's not that's, in it yet. Oh, it's he's, David Spade that says... No, yeah. I don't know. We'll get there. Hold David's on. David Spade, he's like, I, I like her That happens after idea. Big Tom dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, listen to this, though. This happens, too. This is like another part that I quote constantly, all the time. I was checking the uh, specs on the end line for the rotary... There's a few of those in here too that you're like, oh man, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That wouldn't be able to happen today. No. Oh, the airplane one. Yeah. Know. The yeah. Oh God, it's such a great. That one stung a little. Yeah, bit. it did. That was like, oh, I can't believe I used to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's gonna trigger alert, I guess, if you got a problem with uh, the word the, retard, the, the, or the, the big R word, because that's gonna happen here a couple of times. But, um. But I feel like back then, like even as a middle schooler, like I used the phrase retarded a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like the thing. And obviously sure. it's not OK. Right. I'm not like saying that. Oh, well, that's just what we all said. Right. But I was know. watching an episode of South Park the other day and they said "artard" in South uh-huh. Park. And I was like, no way. Like, that's funny. Like That's <laughs> that's like they were try- as the, the children were like. Not allowed. I don't know. It's like they were trying to get around it somehow. <laughs> and, and it's just the word is funny. Yeah. Like, but the, I mean, when you say it, I, at least when I said it as a kid, I certainly didn't mean to, to me. To it's like mean. calling somebody stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're calling like retarded people stupid, I know. which is bad. It's a but I also yeah. used to say, oh, it's so gay. Yeah. Right. And obvi- I'm a huge supporter of the LBGT community. You know? Yeah. Like, woo, go for it. <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing. Do it. I'm an ally. All the things. I'm. I got. I got ally posted in my office. Hey, let's get retarded and gay in here. <laughs> well, there's, I'm the only girl, so you guys can handle that gay part. <laughs> yes, we can. That guy's trying to fuck. <laughs> trying to fuck. All right, this one too. This is just going to be like a quotorama here for no, a while. No, that's totally awesome. Um, for the record, Ebert hated this movie. It was yeah. on his top like one like hated movies by Ebert. What a bastard! Yeah. Uh, but so like when he gets back, when he gets to Callahan and his dad's leading him around, and he keeps covering up his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stop uh, closing I told your you, damn I eyes. I told you you don't have to cover your damn eyes. <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> hey, there's even a fridge. This is great. You can put six packs of soda in here. <laughs> That's another line it. that comes out in my life Candy constantly. In freezer, anything that you want to keep cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he knows that Tommy's stupid. Yeah, but he just ignores it. Uh-huh. Six packs of b- soda. I love it. <laughs> so, um, I'm assuming like soon he is going to find out what his surprise is. Uh, his stepmom. Yeah, we got. Uh, well, first there's this one. It's all of these first clips. So I got a real clip heavy in the beginning of this. <laughs> like they're literally like minutes apart from each other, but I couldn't not clip them out. Like, right. It's called reading, top to bottom, left to right. Group <laughs> words together is a sentence. Take Tylenol for any headaches. My dog for any cramps. <laughs> Shut, Shut up. <laughs> and then he flips him off with the with little, the little robot yes, hand. That's yeah. the best. That's, oh, that's he, from Star Wars. He yeah, because when he's going, wee, wee, loo. Because he does the Star Wars. And he goes, Lola, Lola, Lola. That's one of mine that I still do. Yeah. Anytime you find a fan. Yeah. Not even with a fan. I just. 
walk into the room. <laughs> do, 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 do. Hi, how are you, Lorelei? <laughs> yeah. Um, for so the the writers of this are Terry and Bonnie Turner. They're a married couple. Uh, they did Rain's World, Coneheads, Brady Bunch the movie. They did a bunch of TV shows, right? Third Rock from the Sun, which is one of my all time favorites. But see, they weren't major writers on those. They were like they came up with the idea. Wrote like the pilot episode, mm. and then we're just like, I'm going to take all your money and, and that '70s show and too, sit back. which was yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, it was also I have Fred Lowe <clears throat> written down. I don't know if that's correct or if I have Lowe from Rob Lowe because um, okay. I tried to Google Fred Lowe thinking it was a mistake and I couldn't find it. But <laughs> he was a writer for SNL, but he w- later wrote Black Sheep. Oh, okay, so he but he was like kind of like the people that like one of the people I that assume came in those, and, that movie was written specifically for those two. Will I'm you guessing. Pull up his picture because I have a feeling I know who that guy is. Yes, I will. Um, also, this movie references several movies within itself, yes, too, it which as a kid, I wasn't sure what they were referencing at all. Uh, it references the movie 10 mm-hmm. uh, with Bo, Bo Derek. Derek. I yeah. feel like they cast Bo Derek just for that fucking Just for line. that line? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. She's like a 10. Because like, she looks like a skeleton, too. What the <laughs> fuck? She's disgusting. Yeah. I think and then, she's doing okay. No, for, I think like, Brian Dennehy. When she's wet, she looks great. Like when her hair's all slick back. Sure. And then later... It's like she looks like she's 85 years old oh, with her hair. <laughs> well, that's the scene from 10, right? When she's coming up out of the water. Yes. and When yeah. she has like the bathing suit with the and, belt on and it. And doesn't she have like super long like braids in yes. her hair? Yeah, like she has like a cornrow type thing going on. Yeah, braids and shells or some shit, whatever. Yeah. She was uh, she was only 39 in this movie, so she looked a lot older than she really Are was. Are you serious? No. There's yeah. no way. No way. Hey, Look I it totally up. looked it no. up. I looked it up. You can't be right. Yeah. And uh, Rob Lowe is playing her son, allegedly, and they are only nine years apart in real life. So I don't know no. how the fuck they sold that lie. I don't think I that's don't possible. That's well, possible. anyhow, they also reference uh, Flashdance. Yep. Oh, it's uh, Fred Wolf. Okay. Not Fred Lowe. So I was <laughs> I was a little Rob Lowe happy going right. on. What's he look like? Um, This is what he looks like. He... For everyone listening. He, he, yeah, right? He looks, That's the dude. He looks kind of like um, a pudgy... Like a Tom Petty? Tom Petty! I was going to just yeah. say a pudgy Tom Petty. Yeah, Um. and he did Joe... Um. He he was a writer on Joe Dirt, too, apparently. Weird. Again, um, not a big fan. Didn't like <gasps> David Spade. I, I don't Joe know. Joe Dirt? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I can. That is another movie that I can quote yeah. word for We're gonna word. We're going to end up doing that? All right, um, we'll look forward. If we have to do Strangers, we should fucking have to do Joe Dirt. <laughs> you shut your damn mouth. Is this I'll, where you want to be do, when Jesus comes back? I'll do Jerry if you keep it up. <laughs> Um, that'll be I one of the solo. Jerk McGurkin. Uh, they also reference, obviously, Star Wars. Yep. The Luke, I am your father. Uh, any? Are there any more that you guys can think of that they? Because those all happen pretty close to each other in the film. Uh, I feel like I, I noticed there were a couple other ones, but the ten one I definitely wrote down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like those those three in a row. No, she couldn't have ones. been thirty nine because the movie Ten came out in nineteen seventy nine. You have to be wrong. She was probably thirty nine in nineteen seventy nine. I'm going to look up Bo Derek's date of birth. You should probably do that. (laughs) Bo Derek. All right. uh, Let's stop listening. Oh, you don't want to hear me go. Yeah, let's let's stop listening to her Google things. All right. What else we got? Bo Derek. Well, uh, let's meet uh, Beverly then. Did we do that already? We didn't do that yet. She was born in 1956. Mm -hmm. So she is one year. In 1995. She's one year younger than my dad. So in 1995. Holy shnikes. I love the music for this too. Yeah. They really sex it up here. For... <laughs> Is that for me? <laughs> no, son, that's for me. Oh, man. Dad, she's like a 10. Hi. Zing. Hi. 
It's true. <laughs> it's true. She's only 39. Jesus Christ. She's only four years older than me in that movie. She looks like she's 85. She did. Yeah. I was being generous. I was like, no, she looks pretty good. But I, I was thinking she was, she like, was like 50. I thought she was like 60. Yeah, right? She looked like shit. Oh, my God. That is crazy. <laughs> what she said? Okay. I hope all your fucking minds are blown right now. What'd she say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is nuts, man. I would. I didn't even think to look that up because I just didn't want to like old shame some lady. But Jesus, thirty nine years old. Well, then the other thing I noticed too is like her and Rob Lowe have the same haircut in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, twinsies. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think if she had long hair, she would have looked old, like definitely younger. So they get all pissed off that they don't have any money and they didn't get any cash from this whole deal going down. Doesn't she own like half of all of his shit? Right. That's like so much shit. Well, no, he left the house. He left all of that stuff oh, to Tommy. Oh, the stock's worth dick until no, It sell. couldn't have been worth dick. It had to be worth something. Like, you'd think she could have just cashed out, left, and never been... Like, she would have got out of town with none of this problem. Well, because he died so that that messed with the valuation because they were waiting for that loan because they didn't know if they are going to be able to Does it just turn the, to junk at that point? Like, potentially. Like, nobody's going to want to buy it at full price. Weird. Probably. I don't know. I don't know about that shit. Yeah, I don't understand stocks and things either. <laughs> we work at a bank and we don't know about that. Yeah, well, I also, you know what's funny is I was uh, I was listening to something else and they were talking about Tommy Boy and they mentioned the fact that he went out on these sales calls to like sell brake pads uh-huh. and he got a bunch of orders and came back and the brake pad orders had gotten all fucked up because he promised overnight delivery, but they weren't even making the brake pads yet. Right. So why were they all pissed about not getting overnight delivery? Like maybe they started once orders started coming in, but they were waiting until they had the orders in place to get the capital to get the, to the get loan it through. Although I guess they got the loan based on his house and and stocks and shit. Oh, so maybe they front loaded the loan it was and collateral. Yeah, but collateral. so also that scene where he goes in and changes a bunch of shit on the computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's Rob Lowe changes that. It's not uh, brake pads. He changes a bunch of other shit. Like all of the orders that he changed were for like mufflers and other bullshit yeah so it's like they didn't hmm. even fuck up the brake pads part which the michelle is played by julie warner yeah um let's uh we got meet michelle here in a second let's meet paul okay. we'll get uh, rob Lowe into the mix here my favorite brother i'm paul you must be tommy brothers don't shake hands. i say that too <laughs> brothers <huh>? got a hug <laughs> i can't believe i have a whole new family this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, great. No offense, but if I sent a picture of your mom to some of my buddies at school, <laughs> she'd definitely be boner of the month. Thirty-nine-year-old boner of the I'm month. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored. To do in this town besides eat. <laughs> so that means if she was forty, that's assuming that Paul here is like twenty. Twenty. No, she. They're. De- she's definitely playing an older character. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So also in this scene, they're getting ready to tip uh, cows yes. pretty heads all in a row. Yep. And on the side of the barn that they go to in the farm, there's Molson ice. Yeah. Like neon signs just outside. It's to make it look like they're at a bar and they're clearly going to go like find some whores yeah. somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like, why would they put fucking weird ass beer signs on the side of a barn out in the middle of the country there was another neon sign too and i don't remember what it said but i think like maybe it may have been like bar adjacent you think so that was like the across the street molson ice well i was more like molson ice aren't they in sandusky who the hell drinks that down there (laughs) you know it's also funny that same molson ice sign is in uh tommy's dorm room 
with those dudes because when they cut back after he tries to rob the bank the second time and they're with the news crew yeah it cuts to them and they're like yeah uh, camera adds a couple hundred, hundred pounds. pounds in the background is that same molson ice neon oh, wow. sign is back there it's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> all right here's michelle michelle brock prettiest little gal in sandusky <laughs> Michelle Brock, Chaparral High. Say a little something to the camera. Oh, yeah, I remember. I sat next to you in history. <laughs> you work here. <laughs> it's so bizarre that you work here. <laughs> Come on in. Oh, and forget about RT. He's just pissed off because he recently found out what a loser he is. What <laughs> a loser he is. <laughs> hey, nice. So I, I left this part in here to, to establish the fact... That she doesn't use file cabinets, yep. and she's going to fuck things up later. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. I know, but he thinks she does. Uh-huh. Which means I spend about half of my pathetically anal life in here. So if I couldn't do things my own way, I'd probably freak out. Probably be less anal if you had a filing system, like, in drawers. Mm-hmm. I say I'm going to freak out and blow up the whole town when anything frustrates or upsets me. Yeah. Now, <laughs> just all, And I realize that it stems from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things that I say. Yeah, so she is also in Doc Hollywood, which is another movie that hey, I loved as yeah. a kid. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Ooh, she was Michael Lou. J. Lou, the, the ambulance driver. Nice. Mm-hmm, good stuff. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even plan that. That's funny. Whatever happened to him? We used to go to Safeway all the time and get caught trying to steal donuts. <laughs> He's a cop. He had to get a real job when my parents moved to Cuyahoga Falls. <laughs> wow. How else are you going to get free donuts, right? I, so I like the fact that in this movie, so the, the script wasn't really written and they had to keep writing every night. Like they'd go back after shooting and continue writing the rest of this movie yeah. that they tied that in also like her brother being the cop. And then later on, she calls the cop and it's her brother. And then he finds out yeah. mm-hmm. all the issues later on. And I'm wondering how much of this stuff was written as they were going and they kind of had these connections in mind as they went, you know? Yeah. It's interesting to me that part like most of this movie wasn't written, although uh, it's weird that none of the movie was written, but they also didn't allow for um, improv- uh, improvised lines at all. Like everything was scripted. It was just scripted like the day before. Oh, which is so, basically improvised lines. Yeah, I guess. But it was improvised by the right. writer instead of by the, the actors. Huh. So, Yeah, that's crazy. It's weird. I did watch a couple of uh, like blooper reels uh-huh. from this movie, though, and they had some really fun stuff. But it was basically just different iterations of the same lines and they were just fucking everything up but which i think is to be understood since they had yeah, no time day. to read the script right. because they were writing it as they went yeah that's true but. which makes you more impressed by the ro- like the roles that they played sure yeah yeah and it to me if you'd have thought if you would have said to me this movie was half written when they started i there's no way like it, it seems like a complete and uh, full no. story it makes total fucking sense because at the end he pretends to have a bomb on his chest yeah, yeah. and fake robs a bank twice and then nothing comes of it. he's like hey dad can you put some wind in my sail no bitch you should be in prison well not okay so that's a bummer right but also <laughs> they don't do anything at all to beverly they just let her walk off right, with, with Zelensky. Zelensky. And also the part that bothers me the most in this entire movie, I can get over everything else. Just, you know, get over it because it's a movie and it's a fun little yeah. romp or whatever. But they get on the airplane with the outfits of those flight attendants. Yeah. And all he does is says, hey, do you have any money? I have a plan. Right. How much fucking this money? This was pre 9-11 though. Well, but like, what did he, did he buy those outfits? outfits from them or did he get the idea to go and buy yeah, flight attendants outfits and buy their own sizes because clearly chris farley wasn't fitting into any of those right. outfits right. 
So did he walk over to those guys and be like, I'll give you a thousand dollars to just let me have your clothes? Because what do those guys do? They fucking flight attendants. Like, they gotta no, have. I have to go to work. Yeah, they're like on their way somewhere. Clearly, <laughs> I thought for sure you were gonna say the part that bothered you the most is when he gets stepped on by the cow. Oh, he yeah. would have like so dead. He would have so been dead. Yeah, the movie would have been over. He wouldn't just had his face pushed in poop. He would have like his brains through the front every- <laughs> side of his face. Yeah, that was like one of the most. Yeah, that was like a hokey sort of. That was a Saturday Night Live movie type pull yes. there. Uh, that, which well, is weird because none of the rest of the movie, I mean, I, he does get hit in the face with a two by four, but there's really none of the like over the top sort of like this couldn't happen in real life sort of nonsense, you know, mm, like the whole thing, like I'm getting away with the bees or well, I, I mean, like physically couldn't oh. have happened without somebody dying, like other than the two by four to the face. I mean, when he walks like head first into the palette. And he's like, oh, and then, you know, just like there's he's constantly hurting himself. He falls on his face on that table. Uh Um, He gets hit in the face by the hook thing coming down. And it's so the best part about when he walks in that pallet is he's like, you got to have the your hard hat on. Otherwise, you're going to be scooping your brains out with a soup ladle. Goddamn soup ladle. And then he walks right into it. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he also runs face first into that glass door or like into that glass Mm -hmm. panel when they leave that guy's office that time. So yeah. and it leaves a smudge on the glass of the side of his face. Yeah, I just feel like it's yeah. Great. So like they keep hassling like, hey, did you eat paint chips? Like no, <laughs> like they didn't know about CTE Why? back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then they uh, did. Were you? Did you live under power lines as a kid? <laughs> Zelensky's line. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's because yeah. My one of my favorite. I don't think I clipped it out too. Is when he meets Zelensky in the mm-hmm. elevator. And he goes, you went a little heavy on the pine tree perfume there, didn't you, son? It's <laughs> like, it's a taxi cab air freshener. You've yeah, pinpointed it. it. Step two is washing, washing it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Well, and it's it's his voice, Zelensky's yeah. voice. Dan Aykroyd is just amazing. And he's yeah. in 51st like Date. Oh, oh, you don't? I don't oh, I love like, I don't Zelensky. like his voice in it. I think he's, oh, I I think he's going too hard in the paint with it, but I'm not around Chicago that much. I mean, it's clearly a character, yeah. but it is so driven, like... He's the type of person that I want to have that voice. Yeah. Like that character, the like he's supposed to be this wholesome, like family man, everyman guy. Yeah. But he's a super like business asshole. Donald Trump. I remember now <laughs> the um the correlation between the two movies. And he asked if there are other movies referenced. Mm. Dan Aykroyd is also in Fifty First States, which was also written by the couple that wrote this. And um when he's like, Oh, he says something about um was sponsored by T.B. Callahan. Yes, T.B. Yeah. Callahan's down in Sandusky. Yep. So he references that there the T.B. Callahan out of Sandusky has a hospital in Hawaii. Oh yeah. So yeah. So that's another kind of fun. So fact. obviously the plan all came together. They made the brake pads. He got millions of dollars and exactly. then opened a and then opened a hospital memorial in hospital for his dad in, <laughs> in Florida. Uh, also, uh, you know, you were saying that Rob Lowe is still prone to accidents and stuff. Yeah. Uh, cause he does that thing where he tries to shoot at the trucks and then the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he pisses seat belt. On, he pisses on the Right. Well, I was thing. getting to that, but like the seatbelt comes up and he shoots the sign and it cuts the dog open and he gets himself all torn up from the dog. <laughs> uh, but then yeah, he pisses on that electrical fence and then it blows him back like way too far. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that's like, oh right, yeah, you're, you're, you're dead. Plus it probably blows dick off. But right. it blew his pants back together. Like his pants were not open <laughs> yeah. when he flew backwards. He's laying on the ground and his zipper's done and his belt's done and yeah. everything else. He, and it like, would have okay. looked like a hot dog that's been in the microwave yeah. so long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there would be no. Yeah. Maybe it did to begin with. You don't know. Yeah, you never. Maybe that's what Beverly liked. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> he was a playboy from back in the day. I mean, all of that goofy stuff, like when his shirt gets sucked off when it goes up the tube. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say <laughs> yeah. that while you were... Slower. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was taking a drink of water and yeah, my bad, sorry. Uh, but like all that, yeah. I loved when, that, when I saw that happen the first time. <laughs> I laughed so hard that his shirt just disappeared um, up that tube. I loved it too. Yeah. But for different reasons. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't know. Maybe. He I is. To, maybe I wanted to see that. He is a. Microwaved hot dog. Beautiful man. He's probably like one of the best he, looking people on the planet, I think. Did you know he had the same haircut as Derek? <laughs> as Beverly? <laughs> that's, uh, how, that's how you know they're related. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, I think he is, yeah, the cat's pajamas. So have we done, we did, what else did we do with him in it? Didn't we do something else that had the intro to him? Um, no, Lowe? we talked about the Brat Pack and how he was oh. part of it because of St. Elmo's Fire. Because I feel like you said something about enjoying Rob uh, Lowe back then too. I do love him and he, yeah, and Wayne's World and are we gonna him hit, and Demi Moore were in a couple of movies together. Are we going to hit another movie with Rob Lowe in it um, eventually for I you? I really hope I hit some Rob Lowe <laughs> yeah. someday. Yeah. Some highs and some lows. All right. <laughs> the Outsiders is somebody suggested. Yes. Outsiders would have been that's not a never huge seen. <gasps> you've never seen it? It's definitely worth watching. Bravo, you ain't <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Need a little wind here. Need a little wind no. here. I love it. Do you have this Fuck whole these clip? kids, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I just wanted to get Michelle's freak out here, but I had to set I it up ahead of time. <laughs> so we'll see what happens tomorrow. I say, when I'm talking to somebody and we get interrupted, I come back and say, I'm sorry, you were saying about the, and then don't finish because he doesn't finish either. Yeah. Like you were saying about the, every, all the, it's <laughs> so much of this movie is in my brain. Watch your language in front of the lady, <laughs> punk. Jeez. <laughs> you were saying? Hey, Gilligan! The next did one. you eat the skipper? You better pray to the god of skinny punks! I, like, this, this movie is so hard for me to not just say all of this yeah. into the microphone yeah. right now and make everyone listening mm-hmm. so sad. What's <laughs> that? those creepers. Those guys keep interrupting us. I'm sorry about that. You were saying about the, um... Hey, Whitey! Look out! That. There's a so great. How old was she? Yeah, like how old was Chris Farley in this movie? I have no idea where they live. Twenty-seven? <laughs> Probably awesome. not in his thirties. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. It makes Def- me feel definitely really not cool. thirty-three. Hold on. Right, yeah. Well, his whole like rise to fame and then death was all within like a seven-year period or something. Yeah. Anyway, so sadness yeah be- moment of silence because of this movie um i did try cow tipping one night oh yeah how'd that turn out well we were high and it was just bushes <laughs> so nobody was screaming get off my you proper mean tie you and bushes tried to cow tip or you were just trying to cow tip bushes trying to cow tip bushes okay. oh hey we know where this cow pasture is let's go check it out and then we get out there and it's snuck like, up on bushes yeah nice yeah, yeah, yeah. um i know okay so she is only five two which is crazy she was born in 65 so she was only 20, huh. which is pretty crazy because she, she seems older than that. Thirty. Shut up. She was 30. Yeah. She was 30, not 20. I don't know how to use math. <laughs> nice. Whatever. So Tommy was, uh, had gone to school. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy had gone to school for seven years. So he was probably in his like upper 20s, right? Or mid 20s. 25. Yeah. Well, he goes look, right after high school. I think I'll look up Chris Farley. I don't know how old Tommy was supposed to be. That's crazy. Um, 
He died in 97, which is crazy that it was that long ago. December 18th, 1997. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is by far the greatest point in this movie. 64. So he was 31. Okay. Wait, so we going to just go past the whole death and all that? What? When he died and everything? Tommy Callahan. Or uh, Big Tom. Oh, Big Tom's death. I did. I had it cut for a minute, and then it was super sad, and I needed to make space for other clips, so I just cut, uh, got rid of it altogether. Well, I was going to say, because there's that one part where he's making that sale, and he does the whole head up a T-bone Yeah. Thing, yeah. And he's like, eight whiskey sours, and I still yeah. sold son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, well, no shit. No wonder you died, man. Yeah. Like, you're overweight. You're probably diabetic. You drink eight <laughs> whiskey sours. You're not supposed to drink if you're on medication. Like, yeah. It was inevitable. <laughs> And then it's funny to me because he just got into town and then on Saturday they're going to get married, right? Yeah. So somehow between then and Saturday, they went through the whole process with the band and like had this little dumb choreographed dance that they were doing together. Yeah. My guess is when I saw that, I just assumed that that's what they did when he was younger. Yeah, just something he had already done. Very much a Cinderella story because it was just Cinderella and her dad, you know, like before he dies and he has the stepmom. Okay. Well, it's like Tommy and the dad and then he dies and he has the stepmom. Okay. Tommy Boy and Cinderella. I just made like the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, but to me, it just seemed like a strange thing to have already staged. Like yeah. that they had did, like done this routine like together. They have a, the, that's their routine that they yeah. or they That worked was the it strangest all out. part of this movie for you? Yes. Or that they all, they had worked it out in like a day and a half. Like they got other shit to do, clearly. But <laughs> like they, and it's not like they were like, uh, when you get here, we're going to learn how to do this little song and dance number real quick. Because it was all a surprise. So I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing to do. But um, so super sad. He passes away mm-hmm. in the middle of his wedding reception. Yes. Um, Such a likable guy, too. He's I absolutely summer. love the bagpipes that mm-hmm. come in. Every time I hear bagpipes playing, it reminds me of Big Tom's death. That is jacked. Yeah. And but I so the funeral <laughs> happens and everybody's really somber and they do a great shot where they everyone leans over big tom's body and then when they pull back the camera backs out and it's at the funeral like yeah. it was yeah. a neat transition between the reception but and the still like every time you hear bagpipes yeah. that's what you think i of. think of this you don't think of like braveheart no. or like no well that song in particular it's that's like the dun, dun, hotel dun, california yeah. for bagpipes or whatever <laughs> like, um but so the late, like I've always said this and I told my wife this and I was like, when I die, I want to be cremated and I want to be taken to that lake, wherever it is. I don't know where that lake is in real life, but I just want to be spread. I want my ashes spread in that. And I know it's not legal, I'm sure. Uh, but that's what I want to have happen to me. So just so it's on record and everyone knows it. <laughs> this that's is what your I, written will. I want to have happen. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, those bagpipes would be pretty cool too. Um, <laughs> Mandy, why don't it, we put you inside the bagpipes and, and just, we'll just blow <laughs> it out into the, into the wind? That makes sense. I'll take it. Yeah. What were you going to say, well, Jared? I was going to ask you what you wanted to do when you died. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I want to ha- be cremated and I want my ashes to be put up at RJ's Tavern in Portage. <laughs> so no one ever drinks alone. Oh, look at that. So they'll be drinking with me. You're welcome. Eight whiskey sours and she still sells it. <laughs> no, I definitely want to be cremated. I think cemeteries, I, although they're beautiful, I think they're a huge waste of space. Yeah. Like at some point we're going to have to take those people out of there and use it. Right. You move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies from like poltergeist. Yeah. 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 So like, I definitely don't want to be like rotting away somewhere. Sure. Yeah. There's just no, no. I mean, I guess point. whatever my whatever that my family wants to do when i'm done to make them feel better yeah 
I mean, they could literally stick me in a box in the basement if that's what they want to do. <laughs> sure. I'm dead. Somebody, somebody will. Um, <laughs> I guess we should probably return the favor. Yeah, How about Jared? you? Huh? Where oh, are you going? What's oh, happening? Uh, cremation all the way. For sure. sure. Yeah. I feel uh, like that's a thing now. People well, are doing yeah. that. Well, it's cheaper and like, who, don't deal with my gross body. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> but they also have those uh, urns where you can turn into a to tree. To a tree. Or yeah. yeah. I really want to see if I can like be a scary haunted tree. Nice. That would be cool. Yeah. I do think that would be cool, but like I really suck at keeping plants alive. Yeah. So I just figure my tree is going to die. It would be depressing to <laughs> see the dead tree. You're, and... not, you're not taking care of it, though. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, you're you're sort of feeding it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a re- Yeah, I think that is really cool. Like, so people can come and visit your tree. Yeah. Mine's the lake, man. Just come out to whatever the fuck lake that is. and Just don't swim go. on that day. Be swimming yeah, well, in mat. Whatever. Matt matter. <laughs> be all right. Uh, okay, so this again, this is the greatest part of this movie. Uh, it should, it could just be this, the boardroom scene. Yes, it yes. could just be these people in mm-hmm. a movie together I for agree. the rest of their lives. This could have been a spinoff for me. If this factory goes under, the whole town goes under, and that's when the whores come in. <laughs> here we go. Here we Excuse go. Me? What was that? Yeah, it was Rob Lowe. Yeah. And laying their trick money down. $20 to pay the rent. Mm, maybe instead I'll spend it on the whore. Whores running around doing a little behind shake for them. I had to cut that whole section yeah. out of the parts that I don't care about. And I only care about her talking. Yeah. And folk. I kind of like her idea. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Once during the war, I visited a prostitute and my life has been a living hell ever since. Who is the guy who plays Mr. Uh, it's funny because Mr. Gilmore is an actual character in this movie, but uh, on... The Gilmore Girls, yeah. The the guy, the like the old guy, uh, her grandpa. What is his name? He's an actor. Yeah, in he real was life. from Richie Rich. Yes, um, I forget his on. name. I knew, I know his name, and I just can't think of it. Yeah, he was but from Overboard. That man sounds like that guy. If okay. I wasn't listen, if I wasn't watching this, listen to his voice again and think of that guy. If this factory goes under, the whole town goes under. And that's no Edward Herman. Edward Herman, that's him. He's dead. Yes. Rest in peace. Yes, he is. I love <laughs> him. Whole- I loved him. I was in a big fan of the Gilmore Overboard. Girls. So. I loved Gilmore yeah, Girls. Yeah, me too. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like have Did you some... watch the reboot? The I have not. I haven't even watched the entire. Seasons Mm-mm. or whatever. I haven't watched all the seasons of Gilmore Girls. No, I mean Girls. like the reboots, like I know seasons or something, isn't it? Yeah, no. You know, four I of not. them. They're not good. How about you? You a big fan? All right, moving on. No. <laughs> no. You just got a little crazy. Uh, also, the sales pitch where he sets that car on fire, yes. that was all Chris Farley, too. Like, they made that up. That was one of the things that he was allowed to just kind of... Did you pull that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. wonderful. It's so what stupid. my associate is trying to say this is, is that... Uh, movie for me. Love it. Oh, my. Pads are really cool. You're not even going to believe it. Like, you're um, not even going to believe it. You're driving along the road with your family. He goes, you're driving along. he goes from being Chris Farley in the Chris Farley show. Like, the you, you remember that? Like yeah. when you're in that thing, you remember that to like the rest of what he does. But I love when he reverts into that stupid voiced dummy part. It's great. <laughs> oh, la, la, la. And then all of a sudden there's a truck tire in the middle of the road and you hit the brakes. Whoa, that was close. <laughs> now let's see what happens when you're driving with the other guy's brake pads. Richard puts it on. Like, you're driving along, you're driving along, and all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the backseat. I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy. Not now, damn it. Truck tire. I can't stop. Oh, help. 
Yes. I love. There's a clip. And this man <laughs> clearly is a model car enthusiast. Yeah. His whole office is filled with model cars. The back wall behind them are just shelves of nothing but model cars. <laughs> He's ruining this guy's. Assuming that these are his like prized possessions, right. they're the ones on his desk. Okay, he probably put them together himself. Uh-huh. The rest of them are on the wall on the shelves, and these particular ones are the ones that he had put out on his desk because he loves them the most. And he like, I, I'm like, oh. he starts them on fire, and they're just burning. Yeah, he tries to blow it out. Devalidate. Devalidate. <laughs> oh. Okay, thank you. No, that whole scene to me is. Yeah. Like the entire thing is the reason why I don't think he's funny. Oh man! And, it, and it's funny because I love Jim Carrey and I love Adam Sandler. Sure. And but I know when they're being stupid, like why people don't like them. Did you guys watch the? Uh, speaking of Jim Carrey, did you watch uh, Kidding? The mm-hmm. the first episode of that new series that he's in. No, mm-hmm. he's kind of crazy now though. That show is fucking bonkers, man. Yeah, it's wackaloon, yeah. no question. Anyhow. But I, I just mean, you know, how he, like, Ace Ventura, he gets all, mm-hmm. like, goofy. Like, I never cared about that. Like, I still always thought he was funny. And Adam Sandler, when he does, like, everything, you know, like, the way that he does. <laughs> Wait a minute. Back it up. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so, remember when I was talking about we need to make a super cut of all the best parts of the podcast? <laughs> yeah. That's Are you going to say that That's going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first read better. <laughs> so, I, um, but, like. That to me, like everything is so extreme. His movements yeah. are just jerky and like, and not jerky like me, like, you know, like literal, like physical jerking. Yeah. Sure. And just, I don't know. Like, to me, that's like if you gave, like if you did a sales pitch in front of a small child and then told that child, go do a sales pitch, like, go do something <laughs> yes. very similar. That's what the small child would do. It would be like, here's an example of why you need our thing. And here's an example. And yeah. it just gets, just ramps it up to but a 12. That's what he plays in everything he's in. Like yeah. SNL, Tommy boy, black sheep, Beverly Hills ninja, like lunch lady. He <laughs> doesn't change. Sure. And that's why, again, I am not a fan necessarily of Chris Farley. I'm a fan of Tommy Callahan. I love this movie. <laughs> Well, and, I do have to say, I think he does serious good. Yeah. Like, he makes you love Tommy. Yeah. He's so sweet. When he, the transition on the boat when he's talking to Michelle and he talks about his dad mm-hmm. and then starts to choke up about it and said, I'm going to really miss him. Yeah. It's very much a true moment for, yeah. for me watching him process and deal with what has just happened in his life. Which, again, it's a very big turn for him. Like, mm-hmm. he now has this responsibility of being Big right. Tom. It, it set it up ahead of time when it shows the portraits of the family members going down the line. He knows that he's next and has to figure something out. And clearly, he's not very good at figuring things out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what but Richard's that's, there for. Yes, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Like, David Spade steps in and takes care of all of yeah. that. And then we get another gem like this one. Hey, I tell you what. You can take a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up there, but wouldn't you rather take his word for it? I mean, that, that's true. I'm uh, failing to make the connection here, son. No, I mean, you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up. And again, you it, have derailed. It'd have to be your bull. I say that <laughs> yeah, often. Yeah, I say that a lot. So yeah. often. Out of con- mm-hmm. Totally out of context. Mm-hmm. When someone's trying to explain something to me, no, it's I'll just be, be like, bull. no, it'd have to be your bull. Mm-hmm. A butcher's ass, but then, no, it's got to be your bull. Wow. <laughs> wow. Here's the deal. If I want you. <laughs> Here's he resets again. Here's the deal. 
Boy, I'm really at a loss for words here. Forget it, I quit. <laughs> I can't do this anymore, man. My head's I actually do floor. love this part. My whole life sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. My dad just died. We just killed Bambi. I'm out here getting my ass kicked, and every time I drive down the road, I want to jerk the wheel into a goddamn bridge and fuck me. His hair sticking yeah, up all crazy. So good. So great. <laughs> and uh so they're on the road and they're trying to sell these goddamn brake pads yep. and they're doing a terrible job. He's not getting it. He doesn't understand how it works. He even has Richard try to do a sales pitch and clearly that's not no, a good No, because he's idea. so unlikable, smug, and I just don't, yeah. Watch and learn, he says. Um, so <laughs> eventually, and I'm guessing it's probably one or two clips ahead, um, we meet Helen from the diner. Yep, that's coming. It's two ahead, but Are let's you? first, let's meet okay, Zelensky. We'll, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll get to hear some this Zelensky is, yeah, commercial. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Yep. Shut the window, Tom. You're letting moths. I in. love the oh, moth scene. Oh, Would you please yes. just look at him. America, if you need starters, spark plugs, ball joints, gaskets, camshafts, U joints, or rocker arms, anything <laughs> that can be screwed or glued to that car. I don't know why I love it so much. I, I do. Hey, you want a guarantee? Come and see old Ray. I got a guarantee stamped on every box. He's got really got weird hair. <laughs> <laughs> but more important is the guarantee that I make to the American worker. I want your truck to help you get the job done. I want your cruiser to get out there safely so you can clean up the streets. And I want your kids to Thank be you, safe son. you take them for a ride. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Thank you, son. The name's Zelinsky. I make car parts for the American working man because that's what I am. And that's who I care about. John the Auto Parts King. Uh, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> this is the guy trying to buy the company, not to mention put you out in the street, and all you can say is, hmm, you seem like a nice guy. <laughs> I do love he that. He does. Um, uh, this okay. part of the show is brought to you by Zelensky. <laughs> so, uh, Lori Bagley is the woman at the pool. Oh, yeah. That, I don't know if that's right after this or if it's. Not yet. No. Okay. So sorry, I kind of jumped the gun on that one. But anyway, okay, we'll go back to her. Um, Helen from the is uh, in the diner, yep. the waitress in the uh-huh. diner. I don't know why, but I freaking love her. Sure, yeah, she's pretty uh, great. Maria, the, let me Vac- check. Is so I funny. Know. It's so condescending, um, yes. and it's just so. And at the funny. end, when you know, like he's they're like, "Oh, the bombers here," and she's like, "Do you guys want to watch this or American Gladiators?" And yeah. They're like, "Gladiators." Yeah, yeah. Maria Vectac. Vac- Backtastic, sure. yeah. <laughs> Maria's. But I looked at her filmography and she has been in a ton of stuff. That's good. Um, she was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, both one and two, Hotel Transylvania, which I love those okay. movies. Um, Mama Mia, she was in Mama Mia one Here and we two. Go again. <laughs> La, um, she was, okay, so for my sci fi nerds, uh, Lost Girl it is like a sci fi show that was only on for like two or three seasons. Weird. And it was amazing. Huh. She was in that. Um, and Degrassi. Which huh. which one? Um, the for original. Oh, okay. So if you guys remember our show last week, A League of Their Own came out. Uh, two weeks. Two I weeks think. ago. Yeah, with Victoria and yes. Brennan. Yes, and they have their own podcast, uh, Smoking Degrassi. Yes. Yeah. So I thought I'd throw that out because they're friends of the show. So. Yeah. Yeah. Degrassi I just reference. All right. Love her. <laughs> Let's uh, bring out. So they go. To, they come to a head. Uh, Richard tries to pitch one, and it goes terribly. And then Tommy makes fun of him, and they both fight on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Hey. I was just thinking. When we oh, no. For gas That's what morning, happened. Yeah. The, the oil can bullshit. Oil hey, if 
P.S. Uh, no oil cans exist that way, right? Like that was like an old metal circle oil can. They, like, they was used, that that way back in to. the 90s? Eh, it looked like an old station, but it may have. Okay. Like, but you can't close the hood, right, if you don't take the can. Right, yeah. yeah. I just don't, I don't remember never, seeing oil cans. So like, I mean, I know they have that little pachunk thing that sticks in the end with a nozzle on it. You like know? you have to stamp it yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew that those existed, but I thought those were like back in the 60s. I was like, why in the hell? Hmm. Is he using a weird ass oil can? But again, uh, this wasn't scripted. This happened to the director. It's one. It ha- It really happened in real life, and it happened to me. Did, has this ever happened to you? Where the hood flies? Yes. Up? Yes. No. When I was driving my blazer. Okay. And it, and uh, my ex Tony, you remember Tony? Uh-huh, yeah. He didn't shut it, the hood all the way. Yeah. After looking at something, we were like driving down the road at, like sixty miles an hour, and the whole thing just like bent around the top of my car. Yeah. And I couldn't see shit. And like I just pushed on my brakes. Like I hope to God I'm not gonna fucking run into something. Yep. I was on Cloverdale Road over in Barry County in Dalton area. In case anyone's familiar with that area and needs to know, <laughs> just for the sake of knowing. Uh, and I had just left my what was at the time my parents' house, and I was driving a Dodge Diplomat, I think it was, and it had some real issues. There was a bunch of shit wrong with it, and so I would have to open the hood constantly to like check oil or uh-huh. make sure it would actually start and run. <laughs> uh, I want to say that car had like, we had to finagle the column and put like a push button, start button in it because <laughs> the well, key. Well, your brother's really good at mechanics stuff. Yeah. My whole family would just make things work that wouldn't work anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it had a push button starter because the key wouldn't work. And now push button starters are, are like, like a thing. all the rage, you know? Um, but we, I was driving down and I, I feel like Lindsay might've been with me or my wife might've been with me when we were, just dating and uh, went up over the crest of a hill. Luckily it wasn't going super fast, but the hood flew up and again, I just mashed on the brakes and pulled over to the shoulder and I couldn't get it to come down. Come down. It was all, it was, it didn't fold over the roof, but there were little corners uh-huh. that folded up like uh-huh. little hooks, you know, oh. and I had to force it back down and smash it shut. And I ended up, I continued to drive that car. It was a piece of trash. Uh-huh. It was a beater car and no one cared what it looked like. Um, but it had these dumb wings yeah. that stuck up on the, the hood for the forever. And I just would refer to them as speed wings. For, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was one of the scariest. It was very scary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So never, never for you, huh? No. Well, let's hope. Not Fingers yet. crossed, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I forgot to like tighten an oil cap. That was a mess. But yeah. Other than <gasps> oh, that, yeah. That, that would suck. Anything else ever up. fucked up in a car? Like, do you ever have like a tire fall off or anything stupid? Oh, uh, just like a ball joint go out. Okay. Tired. Just. Yeah. Um. Yeah, outside of that, just like one time we were mailboxing. <laughs> <laughs> this was That's your version also of, from a yeah, yeah your version of cow tipping. Yeah, and uh, my it was either me or my brother. I don't remember. It was in my Chevette and hit a mailbox. It must have been one of those rubber ones because the bat flew oh. back and hit the rear window. Oh, nice! No. You shattered your own window. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever do anything stupid like that? You ever do any like vandalized bullshit? Um, I used to, before I was old enough to drive, I had already gotten a car. It was a 1978 Oldsmobile Cutlass. Neat. And my stepdad would kind of know like where I parked it, but I used to like get it out and um, wash it, quote, air quotes. Uh-huh. So like I would be like, oh, I just washed it. But really I would like totally like drive everywhere. Nice. Like yeah. during the day. Yeah. Like all the time. Without I did. A license. Uh, 
I we used to do like we used to grab trash cans like the dumpsters, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and like normal oh. people would drive down the road and let them go, yeah. you know, and just kind of throw them out into a field or whatever. Yeah. But I was with actually I don't know if I should say who I was with, but anyhow, I did this once. <laughs> we took a trash can and we drove it up the road and just sat it in the center of an intersection no. and drove away. Like yes. just left it standing in the center of okay. an intersection. So when when I was with Tony mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody will ever listen to this, but when we lived in Marcellus, <laughs> yeah. they we used to have a hayride every year. And they would set a hay bale on fire and leave it in the middle of the road. Oh, nice. And all I could imagine was like this nice like family in my mind they look like from the 50s sure you know dad's got glasses and a buddy holly haircut yeah. and like mom's wearing yeah pleasantville yes and they're just driving along and then they swerve to miss the giant fucking pile of burning hay <laughs> and they all die yeah like they uh, o'doyle it off the yes, side of the cliff exactly <laughs> just <laughs> and I, it just used to bother me so bad and i realized it was like on a dirt road in the country like and we were obvi- we never got pulled over for having these hay rides yeah but at the same time, I still was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so horrible. I also used to um, we used to kind of halfway steal CDs to like these are other like stupid shit I used to do when I was younger. Uh, you know how like they had the U scans yeah. that would happen uh-huh. Well, when those first came out. They nobody manned them. And it was like right. a wild west of like you scanning <laughs> stuff. Except for the, too. Yeah, uh, well, but- what I would do is I would go and get a single, which was like a dollar ninety nine. And I would peel the sticker off of the oh. single. And I would put it over the label on a full size album, right? Yeah. Except I wouldn't do this by myself because I was a little bitch. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. <laughs> so we would finagle like a team of people to go through this process, right? So we'd have one person would go and find a single and then they'd take it over into like the clothing section or the toys section and they just tuck it somewhere and then leave. Yeah. Never come back. Yeah. You don't ever look back. You just keep on wandering where you're going. Then we'd have someone else go and find the CD that all of us wanted because one of us had a burner where you could burn that album and give it to everyone else. Mm -hmm. So they would go and find one album and they would take that and put it in a different section of the store and leave it. And then another person altogether would go and they'd retrieve the single out of the toy section and they'd take that over and they'd set it down next to where we put the full size album. Yeah. And then a whole other person. This is like Ocean's Eleven yeah, shit. Yeah, for like a $17 CD. Like that was the... <laughs> Wasn't Napster out back then? Well, I was just thinking like BMG. Like remember like the... Where you could buy... You no, could get listen, seven free so, CDs and then buy one and then get seven more free. Yeah, the Columbia House bullshit. Yes. Yeah, but listen though. So, uh, and it was more of the thrill, I think, that was the thing. So then, and this was all people you know. Oh, would, I'm sure. Do I, I can pretty much guess who yeah. had each job. <laughs> Like where's the where's the ninja inside the little yeah cart? does a backflip onto the yeah um so then they would transfer the label over from one to the other covering the barcode and then finally the last person uh which the the person that was risking it all right um and I remember the time the last time we ever did it because we did it I think three times we got like this whole process down uh it was I'm I just won't say his last name but it was Elliot. Uh-huh. You, know, you know Elliot. Oh, yeah. And some people listening maybe might know Elliot. But, Doubtful. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone that I know listens to this thing. Uh, <laughs> so he went to scan it, right? You go to the U-Scan and you <gasps> scan it. Well, the problem is there's a manufacturer's UPC code and then there's the store UPC right. code. If you turn it over and then, scan it, mm-hmm. you scan the correct one for right. $1.99. Or you turn it the wrong way and you scan the manufacturer's code and it comes up as like $21 or whatever CDs used to be back when yeah. they were expensive. And just panicked. 
Like he was just like, uh, never mind. I don't want this anymore. And then just like left the whole process behind. And like people came over and were like, um, cause he was like, this isn't the right price, you know? And oh, God. he's like, uh, no, it's totally the right price. And he's like, I just, I don't want it. I don't want this. And like just left and we had to leave and cut the whole process all together. But, um, abort, abort. Yeah. It was very much. <laughs> So, okay, so and if you would knew Elliot, he's like not he is not the last person. He is not the patsy for this. No, group. yeah, it should not it have should been not him. have been him. He should have been the one to like devise the plan. Yeah. Like to come up with he everything. Should have been the brains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but ripping off you like that's there's too much liability. You got too many people involved with that. Well, we thought we were genius. <laughs> we had gotten away with it twice. Like what we did was we would because they came in the, the plastic and we weren't, case. Our justification was that we weren't stealing it. We were like we were paying for it still, for just a, a massively. It was like the four finger discount instead yeah. of the five finger discount. You know? So what we would do is it had the security case around it or whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to. Have oh yeah, the off. old school. And we just gave up on that. We just said fuck. We don't want this opened because they would come over and they'd be like, "Oh, you got a two ninety nine single. Do you want me to open that up for you?" And be like, "Nope, we're cool." No, and then just leave. Fine. So what we would do? Get well, a hacksaw. We did this one time anyway. Was we took the CD in that thing and then put a package of Chips Ahoy on top of it. <laughs> Covered up the CD barcode, scanned the cookies, threw them in the bag. So the bag thinks you've put something in the bag. Easy Whoa. peasy. Now, right? Slick shit. We also used to drag, drag Herbie Kirby's around yeah. and fuck up mailboxes. We actually had, there was a teacher at Schoolcraft that uh, was a real, real bitch, real cunt. <laughs> sure. Nobody liked her. The middle, school, the middle schoolers ended up drafting a letter to her, to the principal, like a bunch of stuff, like hate mail almost. That ended up forcing her to leave the middle school and come to the high school. So then she got to the high school with my class, um, which ended up being the same year that the kids that drove her out became freshmen. Okay. But she was a real twat to us, too. (laughs) And we found out where she lived. Yeah. So that mailbox got fucking demolished for two summers. <laughs> we even did it after we graduated high school. That fucking lady. That is awesome. It was so so many times Vendetta. it happened that they put out one of those like street lights out in their front yard so yeah. they could try catching whoever did it. <laughs> no dice, lady. I I wouldn't commit. Like I would just drag the the trash cans down and leave them. I would just switch them with other people. It would be so weird. I to me like to go. You have like a regular service, right? Like your mm-hmm. your trash service. But to go out to the end on your curb and find a totally different trash can that wasn't your trash can, yeah. to me it was more the mind game. It was that's, like, what the fuck that's happened? That's pretty fun. I'd enjoy that. Because then, the, then they would put it out and their business would come that day and be like, well, this isn't our fucking box, so we're not going to pick it up. Right. And then nobody picks up the trash and now they're just stuck with someone else's trash oh my gosh, in a trash the can. But that one in the intersection, I just imagined for how many people had to drive around a standing Herbie Kirby in the center of a four-way stop. What is this? Just so stupid. <laughs> I was a dumb Um, kid. Yeah, and I never stole. I think I took a Cadbury egg once from Felposh after school yeah. when I was like in middle school. I used to steal batteries because I was a poor kid. and a CD, Batteries are expensive. CD player needed batteries yeah. all the time. Uh, so I would take the batteries and go into like a clothing section and pop them open. And then leave the packaging in like under some shirts and then pocket the batteries and leave. That's crazy. I did that probably five times or yeah. so. I was well, a real asshole. I but. felt so guilty about the Cadbury egg that I didn't even eat it. Oh no. I like I stole it and then I, I like I couldn't I couldn't do it. I think I gave it to somebody else. Yeah. So I apparently have a much better conscience yeah. than the two of you. Heart. I stole the uh, VHS copy of episode one from Kmart. Episode one. Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You don't You're, care because yeah, I was going to say you immediately refer to 
something I don't know anything yeah, about. I don't like sci-fi. Yeah. I, I worked at Kmart when I was like 15, 16. And I remember one time, like I got a call from security and they're like, they're like, this guy's coming and he stole jeans. And I like walk out because this is when I'm working in the garden center and I'm the only one in the garden center. And I look and it's like freaking like a... He, he looked like a linebacker <laughs> with like his arms full of denim and he's like charging me. And I just like stepped to the side, like the Tommy boy, peace <laughs> out. <Just laughs> and he ran out the door and like the security guy, he's like this freckle faced ginger that shaved his head. So you could tell like he shaved it, but you, you're still a ginger. Yeah. And, um, he's like, wait, I'm like, I'm 16 year old girl. Yeah. Like I'm not stopping this freaking Barry Sanders asshole that's like <laughs> running towards me. Right, like and they that. tell you not to now though. They just like, let him go, man. Like what it's not worth. You well, know, apparently worth. Kmart was not doing so well back well, then. And now they're all closing. So look what yeah, you've done. I blame Martha. If Stewart. it was Barry Sanders, you would have never stopped him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got to keep moving. Yeah, we do. Jesus Christ. We're already, yeah, we're so deep into this mess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they get into that fight outside of prehistoric forest. Put the right kind in. You're wrong. I, yeah, I don't care. Off we go. Was, I thought this was prehistoric forest in Michigan. And there's a prehistoric forest in Ohio too, apparently. Yeah. But then the other thing too with this. Well, they movie, do go through. Don't they go into Michigan for a minute too? Yeah, they're in Flint, and then there's a scene where it says ex- leaving Kalamazoo County. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fun. But like, does Cedar Point not exist in this version of Sandusky? <laughs> I guess maybe not in this. <laughs> they yeah, never like. Well, I mean, they're not going to reference. That's all we know. That's the only reason we go to Sandusky yeah. is for Cedar Point. Right. And to be touched. Um. <laughs> it took me a second. I'm like, Sandusky. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't even know sports. And that's so. Uh-huh. All right. Sports. Sports touched. Okay. Uh, and then here's the Helen. Here's yes. where Helen comes Richard, in. Do I have a mark on my face? It really hurts. <laughs> nope. Nothing. I thought I hit you on the shoulder. My shoulder doesn't hurt very much, but my face does. <laughs> Right here. Not here or here so much, but right here. Nope. Ship shape. Ship shape. <laughs> Wait, can I get that shrimp cocktail I saw in the glass case? Yep. And you, what can I get? Jesus, what happened to your face? <laughs> I knew it. See you, Richard. I'll have chicken wings. I'm not going to play his dumb chicken wing sales pitch. I'm just going to. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. You sure it's closed? Let me check. Yep, it's close. God, I love it. Okay. Okay. I have a sugar packet or two. Sorry. I just love her, though. Hey, wh- um, so how much do you think this movie made? What did it cost? Do you know okay, the budget? Okay, the budget was $20 million. Jesus Christ. For what? I guess for Rob Lowe was probably a big get. Probably Dennehy yeah. and... Yeah. I guess they were all probably pretty big... Expensive yeah. actors, cast. But Rob Lowe was probably... I wonder who made the most. Uh, actually, I think... Spade made was like a two million dollar is is what he ended up with, and then Farley was I think five. Yeah, like makes sense. Four or five or something. Well, Bo Derek only has thirteen freaking lines in this movie, <laughs> yeah. and she was old and ugly as fuck. Yeah. So hopefully they didn't pay her too much. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. Um, I don't know either. I didn't even do the research on this to find out how. That's much. actually not bad. It's made thirty-two point seven million. So it cost twenty and made thirty-two. Yeah, that's it. Wow. And, it, and actually, opening weekend, it only made eight million. Yikes! So there was probably some fear there that it wasn't gonna yeah, sure. do well. Um, I wonder how it did in international markets. That's crazy. Well, it says box office gross yeah. thirty-two point seven million. Huh. So. I mean, I mean, that's enough, I yeah, guess. Yeah, $17 million. Somebody made some money off of it. But I, I feel like you would hope that it, you'd make at least twice what you paid. Right. But I mean, I guess, I'm sure there's a lot of movies that struggle to even break even. So Yeah, you that's know. true. Well, what did we do? Uh, Almost Famous. Almost Famous. That was a big, yeah, that was a big dent. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, So we want to hear, this is Tommy actually making his first sale after he gets reminded about the chicken wings. This is fun. I I like the guy that he talks to in this. Um, Yeah. Let's think about this for a sec, Ted. Colin Fox. Why would somebody put a guarantee on a box? Hmm, very interesting. Go on, I'm listening. Here's the way I see it, Ted. Guy puts a fancy guarantee in a box because he wants you to feel all warm and toasty inside. Yeah, makes a man feel good. Of course it does. Why shouldn't it? You figure you put that little box under your pillow at night, the guarantee fairy might come by and leave a quarter. Am I right, Ted? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I always feel great when What's I see point? a guarantee the on point something. Is, <laughs> yeah. you know the fairy isn't a crazy glue sniffer. Building model airplanes, says the little fairy. Well, we're not buying it. He sneaks into your house once. That's all it takes. Next thing you know, there's money missing off the dresser and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times. But why do they put a... Yeah, anyhow, we get it. So he makes his first sale. He decides to buy from him. Because uh, they know they sold you a guaranteed piece of shit. <laughs> I can take a dump in a box. I got spare time. Uh, okay, we'll buy from you. Um, so they make the first sale and it gets the ball rolling and they start, they, they click and everything works and he's starting to make a bunch of sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to celebrate, Tommy goes to buy some pizza. Yes. And while he's buying pizza, this happens. I noticed that this happens at midnight. Uh, what's that? Oh, like and he's that. going out for pizza at midnight. Like, yeah, what? Well, that's what he said. He comes back and it, they weren't open. They were. Closed. Richard, <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, going over some documents. <laughs> Where are they? Jeez, I don't see. That's them. what I call it too. They're in my briefcase. Going over some documents. They were closed. How could you be reading documents when they're in your briefcase? <laughs> hmm, that's a mystery. <laughs> Richard, were you watching Spank Revision? Mm-hmm. Okay, then, let's hit it. Maybe you were watching a movie with that funny comedian. Oh, what's his name? Buddy Wackett? <laughs> I got right, a feeling then. Buddy Hackett was probably a... Like, Farley was probably a big fan of him. Down there. Good for her. Jeez, I wonder if she goes out with one of the Yankees. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell Richard, you. who's your favorite little rascal? Alfalfa? Or is it Spanky? <laughs> I love how Richard like covers his face like sinner. Oh, <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. Woman at the pool. Her name is Lori Bagley. She really hasn't done any other acting, no. uh, and she didn't age well. Oh no! So Ooh. she really Bo Derricked it up, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we got this one too. Another that uh that whole scene and introduced me to masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. weren't sure what he was doing up at the wall there. Right. I, like. Wait, what? He was going over well, documents. For one thing, he was in boxers, uh, and yeah. you hear an unzipping, yeah. which is like, obviously, that's just like for purposes of knowing what's happening. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like being 13 or 14, like, wait, what? And then that gets the ball rolling as far as any of that kind of shit starts happening. Yeah. You were a late bloomer. Yeah. I can tell. Like, 13 <laughs> or 14. I'm like, I can tell by the information like, you just gave me. I'm pretty me. sure I was 12 when this came out, and I already knew that's what boys did. <laughs> <laughs> that's what boys did. Boys are gross. All right. I know what and... boys like. Housekeeping. <laughs> well, thank you. I Sleepers. love sleepy Chris Farley voice. It's so fun. God, thank you. Sleepy. Come back in an hour. And the wardrobe choice for this was excellent, too. Mm-hmm. The eight ball underwear. Uh-huh. And then one of the outtakes. One of the outtakes I saw, he opened the door and dropped the blanket and he was just naked. Yeah, that's disgusting. It was funny. Uh, there was a, they were doing an interview on him. They had that the documentary, the This is Chris Farley or whatever documentary. And at one point they mentioned um, he was ashamed of his body because he was a fat guy, but he always made it a... Uh, 
he always made sure that everyone he knew saw him saw naked it. at least once. Yeah. Like he, he made it a point to <laughs> do that to so people. So we started, we talk over the housekeeping me, you want, you want me to jerk you off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind it's of gone. place is this? <laughs> oh, it's you. All right. Uh, and then the ever. Richard, hold me. <laughs> and then he drops the blanket. <laughs> yeah, they finally sold the. Uh, that in attack yeah, made their made final it. sale or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, this, and that's right before Rob Lowe fucks it all up. Yeah, and then to fix that, we get this. Tommy, he'll be taking you through my little spiel here. They Tommy get on the plane somehow. He likes biking, and he's never been late. Love it. <laughs> Exits. Okay, there's one back here, and there's uh, probably one over by the. The wing hand somewhere. motions during yeah, this is like, so funny. And what about seat belts? Too fasten. Take the little end and stick it in the big end, and you know what? If you guys don't know how to use a seatbelt, just ring your call button and Tommy will come back there and hit you on the head with a tack hammer because you're a retard. <laughs> okay, and life I don't care, preserver. it's still funny. These so funny. we may need. Although, what are the odds of us actually hitting a leg? My money says, if anything, it's going to be a mountain. To inflate, put it around your neck and yank down on the He pulls the child's one. Uh-huh. Which, which is, is that awesome. a thing? I don't, I've never been on a plane before. You'd think if there was some... Shut up. I've never been in a plane. Ever. Will you ever go on a plane? Uh, for a long time, it was a big hard no on okay. that. Okay. But it's... Leaning. Can you say why? I'm just deathly afraid of heights and things. Okay. I don't like... I wasn't you built to fly. You feel like you're high. Well, I mean, you can see it and you know you are. You don't have to look out the window. You know what's weird is you look out and you see the wing and then the wing kind of like... Yeah. No, all of that it. seems like it's not... Yeah, I'm not supposed yeah, to be there. No. I, I don't know... Uh, most of you people have never seen me before, but I'm not shaped like something that's supposed to leave the ground. Okay. Um. I yeah, get, but still, I get like upset on like a step stool, like, <laughs> like something that would take you two days to drive to. You oh, yeah. get there I've in driven, like five hours. I've driven nonstop to Texas three or four times now. So, yeah, no. it's probably time to get into a plane. But, yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's the scene where they get the flight attendant outfits and they get in the goddamn plane mm-hmm. and it sucks. I don't under if they could just have explained the process. That part of the plan would have been this movie would have been so much better for me. Um. The only part of the original script that they kept from Willie or Billy the Third mm-hmm. uh, was the scene with him changing in the airplane. Everything else got scrapped and they started over again, but they kept that scene of him changing in the airplane. Oh, too. it's so stupid! I bet you love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, the, when he so changes dumb. in there, oh, it's so funny. No, yeah. it's so over that's every, the top. It's every bathroom I've ever been in for me. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Like I, it's like Christmas Day when I walk in somewhere and like the handicap stall is open. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much more space in here. I need I need all of this space. What are you doing in that bathroom? You should just pull your pants down and sit on the toilet. Buddy, whack it. Uh, <laughs> all right. And then we come into the fake uh, bank robbery. This is the second time he's done it, I think, that I clipped out. Just because the first time he just yells and yeah. they throw guns at him. Listen up. This will only take oh, no. a second. I might have clipped them both together. Ouch. <laughs> this is when he's looking for Mr. Zelensky. Love the music still. Wow, what's going on out here? Watch the... <laughs> okay, why? Nothing. Am I consorting? Yeah, I cut out Zelensky during this part. Which I don't believe he has a tiny head. No, he doesn't. Uh-huh. Tiny head? Sir, what but compared to his fat body. Yeah. He came out of the shadows behind me. Yeah. And after he hit me many, many times in the head <laughs> with a hammer. With a hammer <laughs> I had to give him my gun. You know, I've got kids. Got kids. <laughs> so as more details emerge on this attempted bank robbery, Action 8 will be there. And then he's tapping around the shoulder like he's got more to say. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess we should, I mean, if you guys didn't watch this movie somehow, 
uh, in order to save the day, they decide after they realize that uh, Beverly and Paul are married and they're trying to pull one over on the whole family and steal the business from them and sell it off and make a bunch of money. Uh, Tommy decides to fake that he's robbing or that he's that wrapped he's himself up with. Uh, yeah, but it's road flares. Road flares. <laughs> um, uh, and go upstairs and get the news crew to come with him and go confront uh, Zelensky and have him uh, sign up to buy a half million. Because he, because what is it? The he's a American working. He man. makes car parts for the American working man because that's who he is and that's who he cares about. There you go. That's the one. It's a horrible impression. <laughs> no, I thought that was good. <laughs> and the last clip that I pulled. Is when they because he sitting. ran out of space. I did. I just stopped. There's like still clips. like 15 minutes in the movie. Yeah, so much of this movie. You, you missed a lot of clips. Yeah. So. <laughs> I thought this was a nice way to tie in that they are now friends. Yeah. My so-called family deserted me. Michelle's mm. mad at me. I lost the factory. The town's going under, and I'm out of a job. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Could have done without that. that. Mm-hmm. The bench falls. Yes. I like too that he helps Boy, him up sure off the bench. Like now. Richard reaches down and gives him a he hand to help him up. I was like, "Aw, look at him go!" Mm-hmm. When we first started out, I thought you just walked through this like you walked through everything else, but you didn't. So at one point in the movie, he gets mad at Tommy and tells him that he like didn't like his dad was awesome mm-hmm. and he didn't respect him or like he he was he never had a dad. So the fact that right, but like he was never like Tommy wasn't ever a dick to his dad or anything. He just was gone to college. Like it the, it made it seem like. Tommy was like ignored his dad. Well, I think didn't he just care. took it. He took for granted. I don't and know. then Richard. I feel like they were like they had a really good relationship. Tommy and his dad. It yeah. just seemed like a weird like yeah. slight on Tommy. Well, probably because Richard was jealous. It didn't really. Yeah. It wasn't anything Tommy well, cause did. Because he's like, well, I'm Big Tom's son, so I'm allowed to be a moron. Yeah, right. and he says that. Yeah, <laughs> he says that. It's like they were treating Brian Dennehy like Rob Lowe. They're like, I want to spend more time with <laughs> Brian Dennehy, but. <laughs> Uh yeah. Hold so, on. Dad would have been proud of you. We need that. Dad would have been proud yeah. of you. And you got a friend out of it. Now I know it doesn't matter because you have so many, but uh, I don't. Wow. I wonder why. <laughs> Thanks, man. Nerd. Tommy. And then here comes Michelle with the information oh, to save God. the day. God, I was worried I wouldn't find you. Hi, what are you doing here? Don't tell me about my hair. <laughs> okay, I was at the airport. I was going home, and I for a long time I thought David Spade was bald. Was oh, you're kidding! I just <laughs> assumed. Well, I was 13. Oh. I just assumed he was bald. Doing his mommy. She's not his. Doing mom. his They're mommy. Married. They were lying to your dad the whole time. My brother got his police report. See. See, and she turned into a Chicago style gangster there at the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> Getting all the intel. Got his report. See. Right. So that's the last clip that I have. But basically, the uh, they go up and they pull. Uh, yeah, they pull a fast one on on Zelensky. Zelensky, yep. They're like they bring the news crew in there, and they're like, "Will you buy? You know, we got three hundred people that need jobs. Will you buy a half million brake pads?" And Zelensky's like, "Well, sure, because I'm going to own this place." Cut him a check. Use yeah. the he signed the order. Use the bucket to ice down your marbles. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they end up hitting uh, Rob Lowe with a crash test car and fucking up his balls. Mm-hmm. That's that's all his own fucking fault, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they prove that um, the marriage between Beverly and Tom, Big Tom wasn't real. It's a sham. So, and they let her go. That's the thing. They just let her walk off with Zelensky like it's no big deal. But yeah, that woman should be arrested for I fraud. Agree. Also. They're going to his club to have a sandwich. Yeah. Get something it's to eat. Something to eat. Yeah. 
Yep. So, and then, uh, yeah, then the Send whole... Send over a bucket of bubbly with a card. Then says, that crash test dummy thing was so stupid. Get drunk on me. Yeah, and it goes off at an angle. Like, like he flies off at an angle instead of just smashing into okay, the wall. that is not what bothered me. Like, the fact that he just did it at all, and they they push on the brakes, he flies off, and then, like, the weights come down on his junk. Yeah. The whole thing is Scooby-Doo. Like, it's just yeah. dumb. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, how else are you going to... Well, like any of his other accidents earlier I in agree. the movie. Yeah, he flew, yeah. he flew the furthest the, in this the, whole movie. With the piss, electrical yeah. piss thing was stupid. Electrical piss. And, yeah, that's just a new, everything. That's a rave music show. I'm... <laughs> electrical piss. Electrical piss. piss. I'm, headlining, <laughs> I'm headlining electrical piss. <laughs> Anyhow... The movie ends with him uh, and uh, he's out in the boat and he asks his dad for some wind and then the wind comes. Actually, I, I think that's very sweet. <laughs> no, I thought it was a good scene. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he still has that connection to Big Tom and everything's okay and well, he's going to he be just, all right. I like him more as like a serious actor. That sounds, yep. I mean, that's not really a serious part necessarily, but when he's not trying to be all like crazy, stupid sure, is when yeah. I like him the most. There are people like that in real life that I like, if you just tone it down and stop mm-hmm. being a fucking fireball the whole time, like I could talk to you and it would be fine. But yeah, yeah I don't know. But I mean, you people get into a comfort zone and hide behind that bullshit and yeah. that's just how they are for the rest of their lives. So, you know <laughs> how it works. All right, guys, we are so fucking far into this. Yes. Yeah. So we should wrap this up pretty soon. So what did you think of the movie overall? I love this movie. Would you watch it again? Yes. Awesome. How about you, Mandy? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, well, I don't have to because I've seen it right, so many times. Right, that's the thing, yeah. But, yeah, maybe. Uh, what's your views, views on uh, Chris Farley, David Spade? Nothing changed after watching this movie at all? No, I love David no. Spade. Not a huge Chris Farley fan. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, so many clips got met. Like, yeah, we didn't do true. Like, what's, what's a, I don't see any McKee's port. Like, <laughs> well, where's Moron? Moron's right here. here. Yes. I love it when he's in the gas station and he's asking him where the town is. Yeah. Yes. And he says, you got yourself the wrong map. And he's like, well, you're really, <laughs> really smart, smart. And you say it's here, but it's not. <laughs> I'm sensing your sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, well, you should. so, because I'm laying <laughs> on pretty, pretty thick. 22 miles. <laughs> Away. <laughs> Get yourself a new map. They're all out. All they got is diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, What'd Magellan. <laughs> oh, the deer. So they had, I think they had five of those cars, the car that, that Richard's car, they okay. bought and used for this movie. And to get the deer, it's cherry, kind of like a suitcase, <laughs> kind of like a suitcase um, to get the deer to do what it was doing when it was walking up on the car. They found like this deer farm or elk farm or something somewhere. Yeah. And in order to get them to be to let their deer be, in, they had to donate one of the cars to them. They had to give them one of the cars. Really? That's what I read. I don't know. And the other one was like a junked out version, which had been all smashed to hell. They left out in the field with them and put a wooden ramp up to the back of that car and like. And just waited. Filled with like shit, like whatever like deer corn eat. Or right? apples. And they just something. waited and watched these deer until they got the, one of the deer w- to walk up onto the back of the car yeah. on its own. Because like they said, it's incredibly hard to like train a deer. Like, uh, you can't yeah. get a deer to do what you want it to do. So you have to kind of let it happen. Yeah. And they had it walk up on the thing, and then they aimed lights at it, and and, and so deer and headlights brighted it, and yeah. that's how they got that deer like the live to deer reaction up. to being standing on the back of that car. Crazy. And then the rest of them were like animatronic deer. Yeah, or bullshit. when they're singing, oh, that is so great. Love it. Yeah. Yes. The radio station switching. He's like, oh, you can change it if you want to. All right, I can live with it if you can. Yeah. Don't you remember you told and me? And that happened in real life too. That was the writers were listening to them talking about stuff, and they overheard them singing the Carpenters, and they're like, "That's going in." Um, 
and uh, when they sing it's the end of the world as you know it yes. as we know it and they just just I am the same through. way. I think yeah. that every time I hear that song, I'm like, Six <laughs> I know every word of that song. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, so clearly there's more than 24 uh, oh parts god. of this movie yes. that are worth listening to. I would watch this movie so many times. I, I watched my daughter watch it for the first time and she loved it. In fact, she had to leave before she was able to watch the end, so I'm excited for her to come back and watch the ending. And uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of this movie in particular. The others were good. I'll watch Black Sheep on occasion. Not a huge fan. I can't remember the last time I saw Beverly Hills Ninja. I think I saw it once and was like, that's enough. We're yeah. good to go. Me too. Um, Almost Heroes. Was that the other one? Yes. That was with, the one he, um, died he died during. during. Yeah. yeah. That was with um the Matthew guy from Perry. Friends. Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. Yeah. Yeah. They were both having some drug issues yeah. during that mess. I got a feeling. So. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he just turned. Chris Farley just turned into like a wet dirty weird like sweaty god you just described how i feel like he was when he was sober yeah i don't know Mm. but uh yeah so i love this movie i own it watched it several times and we'll watch it again uh yeah so i think that's it i think we covered everything we needed to cover it's great uh really shaped my childhood my life and still continues to do so to this day i say all these quotes all the time and i'm (laughs) sorry for all of you for having to listen to them over and over again (laughs) um any parting words for this uh, film? No, think? Jared, what do you have going on? Well, since we're talking about Tommy Boy, um, I produce a show, co-produce a show every year called uh, Fat Guys in a Little Show. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Matt Harper was on our first one. Were you on our second one? Yeah. Second. Two yeah. in a row because I've two seen two. Yeah. Um, last year's, meh, this year should be better. We just don't have a date for it yet. Um, but no, it was inspired by... Fat guy in a little coat because I wasn't very creative when I thought of a name. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. And two, it's, a, awesome. it's a hook that gets people interested in the show. The and posters it's are great. Mem- it's memorable because I remember the first time I saw yeah. it. Yeah. And it gets people to come out and watch. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing it, and I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, it was like, well, Bob and I are producing it. Two fat guys. <laughs> fat guys. Yeah. Well, then at the time, too, when I put it all together, like, I asked all the fat guys because, mm-hmm. like, those those are my people. Sure. And I enjoy all <laughs> their to comedy. stick together. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> if you stand too close. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta stick together. So now we've kind of, we've changed it. Instead of being just fat guys and friends in a little show, it's fat guy or fat guys in a little show. It's fat guys and friends in a sure. little show. So we got. Sneaking a few. We got few skinny skinnies. people in there. and Some, some ladies. Some ladies. Yep. You know. Got to be inclusive. Right? Diversify. <laughs> yeah. That kind of deal. We're no longer allowed to say retard. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. That's not true. Um, <laughs> not not going to better, better not be. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, if I if I'd have thought of it first, I'd be doing it myself. So, so you never gonna... really got into Saturday Night Live? I mean, I did later on, but yeah. I mean, it was after Farley years. Um, where yeah. do you have your fat guy in a little show at? Uh, Shakespeare's Pub in Kalamazoo downstairs. Okay. Um, we were trying for October, but Sheen Moss is coming into town. Sure. So yeah, the the Bob he was talking about is Bob Fredericks. He did our uh, episode Stand on me. Stand by Me, and he's yeah. going to be doing Lost Boys in a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple oh, of weeks. Geez. He'll be back again. That's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> we we kind of promised him we'd do it, and Matt has. I don't even know if you've seen it. I listened to part of it since, but I've never watched it. Oh yeah. my god, it's you one of my favorite. In for a tree. Yeah. Talk about Feldman. That's full. That of Feldman. I has, love. Fel- yeah, it has Corey, the guy. The no, the guy that I was talking about from Gilmore Girls is in that movie. Uh, the old man. Yes, Steven. he is. Steven. Isn't he that, uh... is the mom's boyfriend. Yeah, that's calm the down. head. Oh yeah, yep, the head. Calm yeah. Down. Sorry, calm sorry, down. sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. It's I completely forgot for about that. All right. I completely forgot. No, I was getting confused with uh, 
Bing. What's oh uh, Ned Ryerson? Ned Ryerson. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, no, I know who you're talking about. No. Nobody ever yeah. gets confused with um, Ned Ryerson. No, that's gonna be. Good. So where do we? Uh, where do people reach out to you if they want to talk to you or follow you on the things? You have? I'm on Facebook. I don't post anything relevant there. All I'm right. on Twitter. I use it to hassle professional comedians, trying to get them to come to shows. Sure. And athletes. All right. Where do they? <laughs> if they want to follow along with that mess, where do they find you? Uh, at Hibzilla on Twitter. Nice. H i b b z i l l a and Jared Hibbs on Facebook. I share memes on there a bunch. Yeah, you yeah do. puns. He's the yeah, pun guy. Meme fucking guy. puns. That's my that's my hook. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. like I had plenty of fucking dad jokes. Now I am a dad, so it's fine. Yeah, you fell back into that. And, Damn and, it all. And just check him out just for the cat shirts. Just no, for yeah. all, all the t-shirts. The cat shirts are a thing. <laughs> yep, it's it's that's all a deal. <laughs> you should make your own line of uh, like uh, dad cat shirts. Um, you can reach us at the show at uh, another episode podcast at gmail dot com for the email you can reach us on twitter at another ep pod that's another eppod on twitter uh you can get me specifically at matt harper jokes on twitter and on facebook you can find me that way too but it's matt harper otherwise mandy where can they find you uh nowhere a, another episode yeah just go find uh, another episode we have a <laughs> i think this is gonna air before your waller show if you want to plug that um, I mean, they get it. I'm going to be doing a, an album recording at the Waldorf in Hastings. Yes. Uh, it's 10 bucks for tickets. Jerry Donovan's headlining. Woo. I'm going to feature and see how it records. And I'm going to do but, some shows with, I've got something coming up with Adam Deggy up in a bowling alley somewhere north of Grand Rapids that I can't <laughs> think of the date. Of. Um, well, on the 22nd, the September 22nd. Is That's the he, Waldorf show? Yeah. Yes. And uh, if you're not going to be in Hastings, if you're going to be in Pawpaw, they have a show in Pawpaw Playhouse as well. On that same with some day. Of our, yeah, some of our... Nate the, Tilka, previous guest yeah. from The Breakfast Club. Uh, yeah, we all... Um, and, uh, Go to Kalamazoo Comedy on all your socials and check out our shows. Sure. Yes, yeah. for sure. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors is going to be done by Ricarlo Winston Williams. We're going to cover that movie. Oh, yep, nice. and he yeah. is going to be at the Pawpaw Playhouse. I'm so. excited about that one. Uh, and then also we were just recently on um, a podcast called Something Old, Something New, Something Borrowed, Something Brewed. Yes. Go check that out and listen to us talk about 90s classic albums from our childhood. And other than that, thank you guys so much for sticking around and uh, listening to another episode. Remember, if you don't like this one, there's always another episode. <laughs> right? But I'm nice. Sh- All right. And uh, yeah, stick, stick around for uh, month of October. We're going to be having uh, a run of scary movies for Halloween. So yeah, that's fun. When we're getting into like the holiday season. So keep keep with us because we might be having some of your favorites. Apparently, they give a lot fewer D pluses and D minuses. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.